The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Listener 03444991000, the late night alternative, weeknights from 10 uh, on Talk Radio. I've just been handed another pair of headphones, bear with me. There we go. Both ears. Catherine Boyle is here. I'm one-eared, but that's cool. Are you? Yeah, it's all, it's all good. How come? No, 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 you do this. I can do it with one ear. No, no, I can do one I ear. can do it with one ear. Well, listen to me doing it with one ear. I can do it with one finger. Oh. Um, we had a lovely time in Scotland. More on that later, and more on just how crap Ryanair are. Oh, my goodness. If you've had a flight cancelled by Ryanair, 03444991000, and just for the sake of fairness, if you've had a good time with Ryanair, 03444991000, but they're alive. Oh, Leary. show tonight, I suspect. Hopefully after 11, we're going to speak to the um, young lad that um, hung a poster of him and his mate up in a McDonald's. And nobody noticed. Nobody noticed for like two months. He's still up there. He's, he's, he's a great little tweet and he's hopefully he's coming on just after 11. But, busy old show this evening. Um, here's, here's the thing that, that I, I knew would cause me trouble on Twitter. I knew it. Um, and the anger and the vitriol of the binary thinking Twitter uh, crowd... So, you know this whole thing with Roxanne Pallet, is that her last name? That's right, yeah. Um, on Big Brother, she accused... Um, Ryan Thomas. R- terrible indigestion. She accused Ryan Thomas um, from Coronation Street, a beefcake from Ryan, Coronation Street, a hunk, um, of physically assaulting her when he did him. Never happened. Uh, it, was, it was a lie. It was a fantasy on her part. You, one could be generous and say it was a misinterpretation, but it, it, it never it never happened, right? And um, she has left the Big Brother house. And I know so we keep going on about Big Brother, but this, this last week or so, we're partly watching it because of slum landlord Hardeep Singh Kohli is in there. Um, that story was from 10 years ago, guys. I just tweeted it. Um, but uh, um, it has been fascinating, right? It's been, it's been gross. It's been a car crash. It's been horrendous. It's been fascinating. You know, it's like rubbernecking, like you do when you see a car crash. Um, so she accused this lad of physically assaulting her and turned the whole house against him, and he got a, 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 an official warning, and, um, and it never happened. He didn't assault her at all. There was nothing. And the poor lad, you know, tried his best to understand it, but yeah. just couldn't, and he was, he was almost ruined. In, I don't think that's an exaggeration. No, no, no. He, oh, he was in pieces. He's a, he's a big, strong lad. And um, I, I, I don't know him, but I would imagine that him crying like that is not his default setting. He's not his... I've got a lot of sympathy for anyone that cries in public. Um, but but I, I would imagine that that is not his default setting. I could be wrong. 
but he did a lot of crying. He was in a lot of um, uh, t- uh, emotional and mental turmoil. And he was frightened about what would happen when he came out. Frightened about what would happen. Frightened that maybe he had, to, you know, he started imagining that maybe he had done something. And uh, and it was it was horrendous, right? And uh, here's, here's my thing. He's probably going to win Big Brother because the whole country watched it and went, well, you haven't done anything. And they fell in love with him. Go on. But the, th- uh, the other thing was, though, although he was sh- pretty sure he hadn't done anything, he was yeah. willing to believe that yeah. he'd upset her, yeah. and he apologised. So, and, and she got all the other big lads on her side, and, and, and she grossly exaggerated what was manufactured what had happened. And, and it was horrendous. It was horrendous viewing, but fascinating. And it was um, awful. She left the house over the weekend, Friday night, I think, Saturday morning, and she's kind of popped up on a couple of things today. She popped up on the Jeremy Vine show, and she popped up on Big Brother Tonight in a in a pre-recorded interview. And this is all I'm going to say for now, and we'll see if you guys want to talk about this, and if not, maybe I'll talk about it in a little bit. This is all I'm going to say, and 0344-499-1000. I feel really, really sorry for Roxy. I feel really sorry for her. I feel, that's all I'm going to say, because I'd love to get your thoughts, because people on Twitter are getting very angry with me. But I feel sorry for her. 0344-499-1000. Good evening, Nicola. Hello. Hello, Nicola. How are you? I'm all right, thank you very much. What have you got for us tonight? Uh, chutney. <laughs> Sorry? That stumped you. Yes, and this stumped me. I'm the chutney lady. Oh, you're sending me chutney. <laughs> I am. Fact, this lady got in touch on Twitter and said, I didn't know you liked cheese. Well, who doesn't like cheese? <laughs> who doesn't? Um, and she said, I'll send you some chutney. Is it homemade? Yes. I, I grow my own chutney. fruits yes. and vegetables and... I make my own chutney. Okay, well, here's the thing. Um, is, is it uh, first of all? Are you going to lace it with LSD or um, <laughs> anything of any of your personal juices? No. no, good. Okay, well, that's something. No, I I sell it on market. Yes, and oh. um, we have spoken before. Uh oh, we spoke about Velcro. <laughs> Chutney and Velcro, welcome to uh, BBC Three Counties Radio. My name's Nick Coffer. Um, and what did we say about Velcro? Um, oh, my God, please don't go into that, because oh. I just went... Oh, I remember you. You didn't have a clue how Velcro worked. No, I did know how oh. Velcro worked. I just didn't know how to describe it. Okay. And I just said bubbly stuff. with Bubbly stuff. With hooks. And uh, Together. Well, that's pretty much it. Um, uh, it, it, it uh, well, Nicola, you're very kind sending your chutneys. They will get eaten because I love a, love a good cheese. If but can people have you got a website if people want to go and have a look at your chutneys uh, online? No, I'm just starting out, so I do farmers markets at Brick. You came to see, uh, well, we came to see you at Scunthorpe and at Hull. Right. Um, I'm at Brick. I'm at Retford. I'm at Kroll. Nobody knows where Kroll is. Nobody knows where Kroll is. Um, but that's where I grow everything and make everything. Okay. Well, 
Um, uh, we look. Listen, as soon as you've got the website up and running, you let us know, Nicola. We're well, gonna... I've got a Facebook page. Here we go. Let's have it. <laughs> Gastronomy. Gastronomy? Yes. On Facebook? Yes. Okay, beautiful. Well, there was, uh, everyone's going to rush over there now. You uh, better get your um, your fingers ready to make it. Oh, my God. I Go. can only make so much. Go and make it now, Nicola. Stay up uh, all night. The thing that I wanted you to really, really try... Yes. ...was my blackberry and ginger. Everyone thinks it's a really weird combination. Yes. OK, I'll try it. I'm sending it. Thank you, my love. You're very kind, Nicola. Thank you very much indeed. It's appreciated. You see, there are good people out there, Catherine. If only you could be more like Nicola. What, make chutney? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to um, Nigel from Nevada. Oh. Ian, good evening. Good afternoon. How oh, it's are Nigel you? from Temple Fortune in Nevada. It is. I'm at Las Vegas hey. at my house here, and I said to you a Las few Vegas. weeks ago, I'm going to call you from Las Vegas. You said, no, I'm not. Well, here I am calling you from Las Vegas. Las Vegas, United States, well. the home of the home of hookers and of gambling. The home of, the home of non-stop fun 24 oh. And subterranean uh, slums. Say, uh, <laughs> sorry? There's subterranean slums in Las Vegas. There are people well, living in the storm there. drains. Yeah, that's very, very true. And I've lived here for 15 years, and trust me, I drove past them this morning, and it's very, very sad. Yes. yes um, it's yes. awful. It's awful for homeless people anywhere in the world. Yeah. And uh, and I had this conversation last week, what is worse, being homeless in 110 degrees heat or homeless in minus 15? Mm. I think they're this both Let's play homeless poker. poker. Anyway, Nigel, oh, uh, from Temple Fortune in Nevada, what have you got for us today? Well, I've got to say a quick hello from from, from sunny Nevada. And listening to your intro about your show, Yes, I think I feel sorry for... I feel sorry for for both parties in that Big Brother story, first of the guy who's wrongly accused, who's just wondering what's going to happen next, what's going to happen next, am I going to get ridiculed, am I going to get in trouble, am I going to lose my career? And also for the girl who's made an allegation and why she made the allegation. I think it's just quite it's sad, for, I think it's sad for, for both parties and there's no winners. Well, here's the thing, and well done. I wasn't expecting us to reach this this um, point so early in the conversation. I, so I, all I said online, Nigel, was I feel sorry yep. for Roxy. Right, and we'll be talking yep. about it at ten. And a few regular listeners, good people like Dan and Billy and Richard, they got it. But a lot of people went. Uh, a lot of people got very angry and very personal with me. What if it had happened to you? On I'm a celebrity, would you feel sorry for her then? And I replied, probably not. But it didn't happen to me. I'm approaching this from a different perspective. You should feel sorry for Ryan. What he's been through. He's almost had his career ruined, and he's met. I never said I didn't feel sorry for Ryan. A lot of people, uh, 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 Nigel, on Twitter and online, it it can only be a binary, one-sided thing. So me saying simply, I feel sorry for Roxy, they've interpreted that as I do not feel sorry for Ryan and also that I condone what she did. Now, I don't. I feel feel more sorry for him. I feel really sorry for him. I do not condone what she did. But if you go into Twitter and the little search box and you type in hashtag CBBRoxy and then you type in the C word, thousands of things come up. Um, It means you're a C, Roxy. It means you're a lying C. If you think Roxanne Pallet is a C, give me a hell yeah. Um, I don't know if Roxanne Pallet is mentally unstable or just a massive C, but either way, she needs to F off. Well, isn't she a vile little C of a human? 
Um, how can CB Ben be getting protective over Roxy when she belongs to another bloke? The vag ain't yours, <gasps> and Roxy sort out, sort yourself out. C flaps, um, and it goes on, and and that's why I feel sorry for her. She's obviously has Absolutely. issues going on. She's done this before many, many times, right? I can still feel sorry no for someone. For, exactly, and there's no need for a personal nasty attack on someone in the way of what you described. Yeah. And I think that you're quite right in feeling sorry for because you can understand perhaps why, what, what she's going to do, why she did. But, but a personal attack on someone, I, I think it's just nasty and evil. And I think that clearly there's, there, there, there's an underlying matter which needs to be perhaps explored. But to personally attack someone and, 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 and rip her apart like a pack of wolves, I think it's unnecessary. Nigel, thank you very much. Enjoy Las Vegas. Now, listen, I've got to say again, I don't have to say it again, but I'm going to say it. What she did was terrible. Terrible, making up false accusations of a physical attack from a muscular guy against a very small, um, the, 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 the feeble-looking, I don't mean that, frail-looking, you know, she's a very skinny, well, comparatively, small girl. Yeah. She's and he's slight. a big, buff, slight, that's the word, thank you. And he's a big, buff guy. But make a- anybody making up an accusation like that, that's awful, right? That's heinous, that's terrible. And the fact that she has done it, you know, at least 20 people she's worked with, 20 blokes she's worked with have come out and said... She did that with me, actually. She accused me of physically assaulting her. I also get why people are angry, because at this moment, when we're trying to give so much more credence to people who come forward with allegations like this, this does not do the cause any good. But, but, but. Yeah. I think she's convinced herself that these things happened, and you've got to ask yourself why. Um, And, you know, I'm sure there is some deep psychological problem there. I'm pretty sure of it. Who knows? Maybe something happened to her as a young child. Who who knows, right? There's obviously issues there, and she needs to sort them out. Does she... Uh, but, but there are people, you know, calling her the C-word, saying that she... Some people saying she deserves to die. Maybe she's had death threats. Um, I feel, And I feel sorry for her for that. Does she deserve to work again? That's not my decision. No one is entitled... You know, to a career like that, it's a very, being a being an actor is a very privileged position. Does she deserve another chance? That's not my call. That's not my call. If she's made that accusation to other um, uh, uh, co-stars and other people she's worked with, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe in a few years. Maybe after some therapy. I don't know. If Louis C.K. can make a comeback doing stand-up, well, then she can make a comeback doing acting. I don't know. And that's not really my thing. That's now her journey in life is deciding what sh- whether she'll get work, finding out whether she'll get work as an actor again, and deciding whether that's the, the, what she wants to pursue, or maybe she does something different. But she will now. What is she? She's like twenty three, twenty four, right? She will now for the rest of her life be that lying C from that probably the last series of Celebrity Big Brother. That's what she'll be. And it's right that people should be wary of her. You know, people be wary of her. But this whole mob mentality, and Nigel said, a pack of wolves, a mob mentality on Twitter, um, piling on. Celebrity Big Brother is a very exploitative show anyway. They, They put these people in knowing there is going to be some sort of kickoff. They put her in knowing there was going to be, some, probably didn't know there was going to be this sort of kickoff, but they did. The producers handled it really, really badly as well, I think. The producers should have stepped in much quicker, uh, not given Ryan that warning, and when the word started to get around, they should have shown the clip. They should have shown the footage to everyone in the house. That's what they should have done. Instead of putting him through two days of, or, two or three days of pure mental turmoil. But I can still feel sorry for her. Because I'm a human being, and I can feel sorry for 
more than one person at different ends of a story. I've just looked up her age. Yeah. She's not in her 20s. She's 35. Jesus, what? Shut up! She's 35. Shut up! Mm-hmm. Oh, in that case, she can go to hell. No, no. <laughs> that kind of bolsters my theory wow. that that she's managed to... You know, she used the word manufacture things and she's going to look into it. I kind of wish this had happened before because there are 20 former co-workers who've come come forward talking about similar things, obviously in situations where there was no footage to look at. This footage and this experience, you would hope, has finally hit home with her. This is her best chance at sorting whatever's going on out. And also, and Candy makes a good point. What if it happens if all this hatred causes her to hurt herself? Yeah. She, she deserves that too. She obviously has problems, but we don't know her. She doesn't deserve death threats. Okay, if 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 her actions cause her to harm herself, that's a different thing. If this public pylon, and having been in small public pylons, you know, you know, a little bit of criticism on Twitter sends me like can send me to bed for days. She has. Um, she screwed things up massively, and she has behaved appallingly. Appalling behaviour. Some people, someone had a go at me saying he, he should he should come out and sue her. Maybe he should. He should certainly should. He, if that's what he feels he should do, then he should seek legal advice. Although, if it's for defamation, he's got no case because there's been actually his career has been enhanced well, by this. Exactly. But if that's what he wants, I'm not saying he shouldn't do any of those things. I'm not saying anything like that. I, I, I'm not saying I don't have sympathy for him. I'm just saying I feel sorry for her. And I'm allowed to say that. And the anger and the aggression and the pe- people saying they're going to unfollow me. Someone said, I'm, I'm, I'm following you and I'm never listening to your show again. And it was sweary as well, wasn't it? Because be I said I feel sorry for a young woman who's been vilified, you know, the pitchforks, the burning uh, uh, burning torches uh, 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 being held aloft. We're marching up to the castle. To, we, there will be people on Twitter who will not be happy uh, until she kills herself. Not until she gets found still alive after a suicide attempt, because that would be attention-seeking. They will not be happy until there is the front-page story, Roxanne Pallet has killed herself. Right. Then they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, that's deserved. Well, the conversation we had on Friday about, you know, PR-wise, and also for the sake of saving herself, what she needed to do, she's kind of done it. But I've read loads of snarky stuff on Twitter about how, well, now she's apologised for it. It was obviously all made up. You know, she She cannot win. She cannot win. And for some people, nothing she does will be good enough. Again, someone's saying, would you have felt this way if it happened to you? I replied, I answered no. that earlier. But, but the, I can answer it now. No, of course not. Of course not. I'd be furious. I'd be fuming. I'd be humiliated. I'd be angry. I'd feel, uh, I'd feel all kinds of awful things. But, but, it hasn't, but it hasn't happened to me. It didn't happen to me in the jungle. It hasn't happened to me in, in real life. I'm seeing this as a, as a viewer on a, of a television programme. And also, more than that, because I'm seeing the fallout, you know, that's, that's squeezed out of the side of the TV programme. The fallout into real life. So I'm seeing it as a human being. Of course I feel... And I'm sure that... And, and Ryan has got the right to feel different. And Ryan's mum and dad have got the right to feel different. And his girlfriend has. And his brother have. They've all got the right to feel whatever they're feeling. This is just what I'm feeling. I feel sorry for her. That's it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. On Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 
Um, we got Jev coming on just after 11. I just retweeted him. It, it, it's a masterstroke. It's, it's a thing of beauty. There was a blank wall in a McDonald's. I don't even know where he is. He's in the state somewhere. And so we put a massive poster up of him and his mate eating a McDonald's. He's been there for nearly two months. <laughs> and it's silly and it's ridiculous. And he's coming on after 11. We'll talk to him. I'm very excited about that. 0344. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. I've just tweeted. Some of you won't be happy until CBB Roxy is dead. Not attempted. That would be attention seeking, but actually dead. Dan Wood says, "Bit far that, pal." Well, it's true. I, be- okay. I believe it. I believe it. Um, I'm not saying that's what I want. Of course, I was not saying what I want. But that's what I believe will happen. Every will, will, single person who thinks they're making a funny joke or um, it's an excuse to throw the c word around is is. Um, becoming part of a pylon. Yeah. And those things are dangerous. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Julie. Oh, hello. Hello, Julie. You're right. I'm oh, good, thanks, Julie. What you got for us? Well, it's just about the Big Brother. Yeah, go on. Um, I totally agree. I just find it alarming how we can have like one housemate that does something so cute, and then before you know it, everybody loves them. You know, regardless of what their career was before or yeah. what happened, we adore them, we love them. And then, you know, I do feel sorry for Roxy, but obviously it, it was wrong. I, you know, I won't condone that. But um, what I wanted to just say was I just hate the way that everything just gets so aggressive. And yeah. it's yeah. like, you've done wrong. Well, you're a what, a what, a what, you know, you know what I'm saying, but... And but they don't take into account that if they was possibly in the house, how paranoia, how boredom, missing your loved ones, everything just overtakes. And I know, like everyone's now come out of the woodwork and said, "Oh, I've had exactly the same yeah. thing. This has happened, or the rest of it." And you know, I watched it in the jungle, and it was very good. But um, it was awful how they just all turned on you. Yeah. Well, yeah. It? They did. They were. They, they didn't know what had happened. Yeah. And you. You know, wrongly or rightly, didn't really say much. You just sort of went, well, well, if that's how you want to be, well... I, just down. I didn't want. I just wanted to yeah. get through it. I didn't want to, but... Yeah, uh, and you did, and you done really, really well. Bless you. And, like, um, afterwards, I just would have loved to have been in the room when they all watched the clip of, you know, what happened with Strawberry Gate. Oh, they, did, they, didn't, they didn't see it for what it was. But, but, but what I went through is nothing compared to what Ryan is going through. I, and I'm not for yeah. one second, com, you know, yeah, com, comparing the two. Yeah, the two Yeah, what he has gone through is infinitely worse than what I went through in the jungle. Infinitely worse. Yeah. And his, his reward will be that when he comes out, he'll realise he's now a national treasure. That will be his reward at yeah. the end of his, uh, his heroic journey. Um, and and I, no, do you know what? I don't... I'm, it's, the la, I, it's the last time I sex. I don't need to say it. Obviously, I don't condone what she did, but I don't need to say that anymore. And I'm not no. going to say that anymore. But because... what's wrong with you saying you feel sorry for her? That you, as well, another human being, yeah. of being connected with people like you do, like when I listen to your radio programme, I feel as if you two are only speaking to me on the radio. And Like, my husband's in hospital at the moment. I've been travelling to see him, and my journey home... Is like a, a little bit of James Well, but we won't speak too much about that. But then it's mainly you guys, and it keeps me going. Yeah. Here we go. Look, this is some of the tweets. Uh, Tom says, you do know that she's done this to three different people in three separate instances. So yeah, No, so I don't what? know that. She's done it to more. I appreciate you're probably winding people up, but this is a tad too far, mate. People's careers here. Yeah, but you're not winding I'm not winding anyone up. up. No, you're just... 
it's your job as you know, like a recognised journalist, like you are. Well, I'm not, hang, your... on, well, hang on, I'm not. I'm not a journalist recognised. Otherwise, no, but um, you give your point of view, don't you? Like yeah. you. Well, yeah, I do. And here, Ashley says she's far too narcissistic to kill herself. Stop assuming she has a mental illness yeah, when in fact she's just they not a nice life? person. Just, but I've, I've not. Understand. Again, I've not said that she's got a mental illness. No. Uh, I, I didn't say... Everyone's filling in yeah, the But gaps. you can't do right for doing wrong. That's the problem, isn't it? Because if you say, oh, this was awful for Roxy, everyone's like, oh, the Ryan, yeah, that's terrible. And then if you say about Ryan, then everyone's like, oh, Roxy. So you just can't win with it. Do you yeah. want my theory is that it frightens people to open their minds to the idea that she might not be evil? Yeah. I think I personally, this is how I see it, because I watch a lot of these programmes, and I do enjoy them. But... Um, I don't like it when it gets like this. This is too much. It got but, very dark, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, too quickly, you know, and it was just really weird. But I think everyone's minds were playing with each other in, inside the house. But um, it's sort of... Everyone's got to jump on board, and they want to see a bit of blood, don't they? That's how it... You know, if they all had a massive fight or a big food fight or, as well at the end of it, then perhaps they would have been a lot happier with it all. So, listen, uh, thank you, Julie. I appreciate you calling in. Someone said, she's loving the attention. I've just replied, doubt it. <laughs> she won't be loving this attention. No. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, it's a funny old world, isn't it? It's a funny old world. Twitter really is the, the scummiest place in the in the known universe. It's easier, though, isn't it, to imagine that she is devious, evil, money-grabbing, uh, all of those things, than to open your mind to the idea that perhaps... It's not quite as black and white as that. Yeah. And maybe she's a human being. Yeah. People are really... Um, um, uh, there's a lot of... Is this worth... Uh, uh, okay. So you think it's okay... It's Dan, Tom again. You think it's okay for someone to try and wreck someone's career because no. of a disagreement they had outside, of, had outside the house a few years ago? That's harsh, man. Especially the way some people treated you in the jungle. Um, where did I say that? Where did I say No, that? but he needs to think that, that you're saying that because it makes it easier for him. Um, stay after Twitter. This is a radio show. 0344 <laughs> 499 Isn't it funny how angry some people can get? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. People really... Uh, Hayley says, I'm sure you'd feel terribly sorry for her had, it, had that been you she'd been accused. We've been through this. I've, I've answered that one twice <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny? And I do think, genuinely, that, 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 that Twitter that serves us no purpose whatsoever serves us no purpose at all because... And I deliberately... There's a list of things we were going to talk about in the show. One was Ryanair, one was the Anglian trains, one was um, whatever. And one, what the last point was, I feel sorry for Roxy. And deliberately left it at that. Deliberately didn't give it any context or any colour... Or, or any, I didn't fill in any of the blanks because I was keen to see what blanks you filled in, the people at home, what blanks that you managed to to, to fill in, and um, it went pretty much as I thought, pretty much as I thought that you've interpreted that as me saying she has a mental illness, interpreted that as me saying I condone what she did, interpreted that as me saying I don't feel sorry for him. Um, isn't it funny? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's go to Andy. Good evening, Andy. Hi, Ian. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you, Andy. What you got for us? Uh, just to say, uh, just an observation, really, um, yes. um, for you and Catherine, uh, is that 
if Chan, if the producers of um, the show had failed to release, or somebody had failed to release or leak the uh, video of what actually happened, the tape of what actually happened. Well, hang on, it wasn't it, it wasn't leaked. It was it was shown on on it was shown on Big Brother, the television program. Oh, they they showed another version, I think, today. Right. Uh, and someone looked at it forensically on. Okay. Good morning, whatever it was, earlier this yes. morning. Good morning, whatever. And it, is. it sort of showed that he didn't really. Okay. Well, you could that. see that. You could see that from the first clip. But but my point is that Ryan, if, if that hadn't been shown clearly enough, is it possible that his career? And I've never met the guy. He could have been crucified for that. Yeah. That could have been his career yeah. over. Yeah, okay. Listen, well, you could see it. Hang on. You could see it from the first clip that he hadn't hit. Her, right. And, and me and Kath know because we watched it quite a bit and, and zoomed in right. and in slow motion and all that. So, but. Um, let's assume that we couldn't detect that from the first or the second clip, right, which I've not seen. Yeah, yeah that could have ruined his career. That, that could have been a career ending. He could have faced um, legal charges, could have oh. gone to prison uh, yeah. uh, for assault. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that would have, that, it, it could have then, as a result of that, killed him. So, yeah, you, you can follow that, that through. But where does that, but, but why would you want to? Uh, well, I, I wouldn't want to do that. Uh, you brought it up. People, well, I, I think uh, Roxanne... Uh, was probably very, very stressed. And she's getting absolutely slaughtered for it now. Uh, and yeah. uh, Am I right in saying that she issued an apology today? Yep, she's, she's had a couple of apologies. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a load more. Well, uh, that, that's, that sits well with me. But I was just worried that um, the, the, it could have happened, that there was no footage of it, and... Uh, could have been very serious consequences but, but, for But Ryan. there was footage. But no, but, but the, here's the thing. There was footage of it. It was in the Big Brother house. OK, and she has made accusations about people before. I don't get what your point is. Oh, no, my, my only point is that I didn't realise uh, that there had been um, clear footage of it before. Yeah. I just watched it today on, yeah. uh, on but, the TV but, show. But, but, OK, but I still don't, I'm still slightly con- confused as to what, what point you yeah. are making. Well, I'm... I'm just bear with me. I'm, I'm just trying to say that, uh, Ian, that uh, if there hadn't been any footage of it, uh, Ryan could have been in deep, deep trouble because yep. of the accusations that were made. That's my only point, Ian. Yep, yep, OK. Uh, and, right. and I'm just sorry that if um, young lady's uh, in a difficult place, I yeah. feel very sorry for her. I also feel for Ryan. Yeah, and, you're, and that's it. And that's it. You can feel sorry for both. Andy, thank you very much indeed. I um, appreciate that. I got, I, I got there in the end. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, it's just, I'm just finding it fascinating. And I'm, and I'm sorry, I'm sounding slightly distracted because I'm looking at Twitter. Um, uh, uh, people on Twitter want to be offended. I did a comedy tweet yesterday, right? We're in Glasgow. Thank you to everyone who came to the show. shows in Edinburgh and Glasgow. We had a great time. Oh, we had such a good time. We'll talk about that in a bit, I promise. We'll bore the hell out of you. And we were in Glasgow, and um, Kath said, why don't you take a picture and tweet Limmy, the comedian, and say you're here looking for a fight? Well, because you two got history yeah. of pretending that... Well, when he comes to London, he says he was going to fight you. You yeah. say you're going to destroy him. Yeah. This has been going on for years, So right? we, tw- we tweeted a picture of me... Outside cro- the station. Cropped it, because I had massive tits in it. <laughs> uh, outside the station, and said, tweeted Limmy, Limmy, Limmy arranged to meet me um, two weeks ago to- today, arranged to meet me today... For a fight. I've been stood here for 30 minutes. He's not turned up outside Poundland in Argyle Street. Obviously a joke, right? Obviously a joke. People were... I had about four or 500 tweets. I didn't see them all because a lot of them happened when we were doing the show. 
furious, right? Some people were furious that um, I'd arranged a fight with Limmy. Some people saying, you're a grown man. What are you doing arranging a fight? I replied, I didn't. He arranged it. That's not my point. Kids could... Someone said, what if if kids had had seen you two fighting? What example is that? Some people called me a pussy for crying in the jungle. Some people called me attention-seeking. And and fair play to Limmy. He replied saying, I didn't know about this. If I did, I would have drowned him. (laughs) Would have pulled his hair under the water and drowned him. There were a lot of people metaphorically holding Limmy's coat and egging it on. Uh, it, It got very... People got very angry and... A lot of people got the joke. You know, some people got the joke. Some of my followers got the joke. Some of Limmy's followers got the joke. But a lot of people didn't. And there was a lot of anger. There was a lot of anger. And it's, it's the same kind of anger that I'm, I'm feeling. I've had about 300 tweets since I tweeted, I feel sorry for Roxy. Maybe more. And people are very angry. And I think, I think the anger is, right, and, and dear listener, you can correct me if I'm wrong, 0344. Four nine nine one thousand. We call you back. The anger seems to be people thinking, people think that they are in the right, that their point, their their, their point that they have is morally the right one, and anyone that doesn't agree with that is a tosser, to put it mildly. That seems to be the thing that they have got this this binary point that is not open to uh, to negotiation is 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 correct and is right and that if anybody shows any kind of disagreement with that then they th- th- they will come at that person with with all guns are blazing uh, and they won't even go I'm sorry that statement you made you like Roxy that's a little bit I don't quite understand it could you could could you kind of just expand on that what what, what bit of what, why do you feel sorry for her do you, do you feel the same about ryan or are you are you condoning what she's done there was none of that there was no could you help me understand that very short um statement that you've made it was wow this guy's a dick and i'm gonna tell him he's a dick on twitter well you know why yeah because hashtags like cbb roxy and i don't know there's been so many and it'll be different in two weeks time are like a whistle like someone's blown a whistle right everyone in for a fight yep, and everyone yep, yep, knows yep. what they're supposed to do everyone knows what they're supposed to do and what they're supposed to do is continue the argument they've already been having in their own heads unfortunately it means that they miss out what you're trying to say to them someone uh scott says i get that maybe something isn't quite right with her to feel sorry for her is to almost accept that lost souls can do what they want no matter who they hurt no, no it's not not at all it's not at all of course it's not at all <laughs> ridiculous um oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call we've got um brian and we've got jerry and we've got george and maybe we'll have your input dear listener this is the late night alternative on talk radio Late Night Conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. <laughs> uh, people saying she needs to deal with the consequences of what her actions. Saying that to me as though I'm going to go, no, she doesn't. Mm. Yeah, of course she does. She has made a right mess. And she has lied and told a very vicious lie about a seemingly very decent young man. I'm not... I'm not disagreeing with that. I feel sorry for her. feel sorry for her. Um, And I know that's not a popular position. don't quite know why I feel sorry for her. I feel sorry for her because of the pylon. I feel sorry because of all of the uh, foul-mouthed abuse she's getting. 
Uh, I feel sorry for all of the, the the physical threats that she's getting, the death threats that she's getting. I feel sorry for her. Um, people are seeming to say that that makes me a bad person. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Sorry, Brian. Oh, sorry. I was waiting. To, I was listening to you then, but I just, just agreeing with you. Okay, really. Um, on the whole subject, yes, and everything you just said. I think um, she needs to um, maybe seek some medical advice. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, psychological medical advice, um, and um, yeah, yeah, I agree with you that. Um, we should be more um, understanding, maybe. Well, again, you filled in a blank because I've not said that. I've not said we should be more understanding. I've said that we shouldn't all pile on, that the mob uh, mentality is is dangerous. And yes, um, But I, I don't, I you know, I'm not, listen, I'm not going to spend the next year of my life trying to analyse why she did it and what was going, it's, it's not really that much to do with me. Um, no. I don't really care on a personal level if she comes, if she carries on acting on, I don't really care, that's her journey, that's her thing. Yes. I just think all of the anger uh, and the, uh, the the tone of the anger is it makes me very uncomfortable, and it makes me. Um, it, 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 I, it, that's what I feel sorry for. I think. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. It makes me. It makes me think. Um, people are not understanding of mental health. Um, she's obviously had had issues from what you've said in the past. With the, the, the colleagues. Uh, so yes, I agree. Okay. All right. Nice one, Brian. Thank you very much indeed uh, uh, for that. Issy said, who I blocked before and I'm going to block again, but just said, grow up, you idiot. If you can't see what she's done wrong, you're part of the problem. <laughs> I, I'm blocking him. Anyway, Issy Ahmed, I blocked him before for being a knob. Um, but it really is. <laughs> um, uh, um, I don't know. I don't know. We don't want to talk about this all night, but, you know. Here's the other dark side. The dark side of this. The dark side. All these people wading in, assuming you're saying something when they haven't actually asked you what you're saying, are doing it to make themselves feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's go to Jerry. Evening, Jerry. Hello. I've got one thing to say. What the hell has he got to do with other people? What the hell has he got to do with other people? Nothing to do with with other people. Well, here's the thing, here's the thing. It kind of is something to do with other people, in as much as it happened on a very popular television show that people invest a lot of their time into. So people were were um, affected by seeing what had happened, and, and it would have moved some people, it would have triggered some people, um, it would have certainly had an impact on them. But also, it does affect other people in as much as we are always told that when a woman or, or a, uh, uh, in inverted commas, a victim comes forward to claim that they have been um, either physically or sexually or mentally molested, we are always to believe the victim. And... Um, this this now puts a slightly different slant 
on that attitude that we've always had, or, or uh, the, 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 I, I guess I've mostly subscribed to, that we should always believe the victim. We now have an example, a living, breathing example, of where the, in inverted commas, victim lied, made something up. We now know, we have now got proof that that happened. So it kind of does affect us all. And it will be interesting if, um, and maybe over the next few days, that's where, you know, the conversation will go on other phone-in shows. How do we now view, I can hear Dotton doing this, actually, doing it very well. Does, does this bring into question how we view people, women in particular, that come forward saying they have been physically assaulted should we change our attitude towards people who claim to be victims of violence and that's that's a conversation that i think is worth having so it kind of does affect everyone really but there's no need there's no need to wish her dead or call her a c <laughs> that's, that, no, that's the thing i just i i think just to evil evil Hey, Jerry, did you hear, when you called us in Glasgow on Sunday, did you hear the spontaneous Je- Jerry chant that was started by about 70, I'm going to say it, drunk Glaswegians? Yes, I did. They, l- Glasgow. they yeah. love you, Jerry. Go up to Glasgow. You can be the king of Glasgow. Yeah, we love Glasgow. We love we had a great time. It was a little bit it was a bit of an adventure. We had an absolutely uh, fantastic time, which we will talk about after eleven. Jerry, I'm really windy. I'm so sorry, I'm really uh, we went and had a burger today. Thank you, Jerry. Um a lot of love shown for Jerry in Glasgow when he called up. Um, we'll talk about it after 11, but any, everyone who came to the shows in Scotland, oh man, it was a blast. Sam, you've got to come on one of these little road trips with us, man, because people would love to see you. There was, Edinburgh was very ponderous and enjoyed the shows. Glasgow, they were just like shouting. As soon as you watched out, they were just shouting. They came to play. Alan, right, there's this guy in the front who looked at, he's an older guy, big beard, bold, looked like Mike Parry, right, really good sport. Um, and he kind of sat, he was enjoying the show, but he sat there kind of quite quietly. Alan Caddick phoned in. This guy punched the air. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> it was, and Jerry phoned in, got a round of applause, and everyone started going, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. It was insane, man. <laughs> we'll talk about it in a bit, in a bit, because it was, uh, it, it was, it was, it was a brilliant weekend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good evening, George! Good evening. I was watching your Glasgow thing on on YouTube. It was cutting in and out, but it looked like fun. And you seemed to be enjoying yourselves. We had a great time. Yeah, but not in Edinburgh, apparently. Well, no, we we did say online that we we didn't like Edinburgh, but that was a joke. We loved Edinburgh. We were just playing on the old Edinburgh-Glasgow rivalries. Oh, I see. I see, and uh, anyway, I, I haven't got much to offer on what you've been talking about. I think I feel sorry for people who've got nothing better to do with their time than watch Celebrity Big Brother and get involved in this sort of discussion. But, well, uh, you're too busy talking about fantasy worlds where we all live on smiles. 
No, it's not a fantasy word. Well, it, well, it is literally a fantasy. No, it isn't. And, and, and last well, time we spoke, I, I was... Well, well it's not a reality, because it hasn't happened. It's, um, a, it's a dream, uh, uh, but which could also be described as a, fantas- a fantasy. It is a fantastical vision for the future you have. A fantasy. I'm not saying it in a derogatory term. Um, no, but, but, but it, it is a vision, and I, and I say vision or, or mirage, question mark, and, and I, I just... I just try to put it out there. Uh, anyway, on Wednesday, I, I, I'm angling for something here. It's, it, it will be the 42nd anniversary of the seance that took place. That, that, that drove you nuts? No, it sent me off into the mist. Hang, hang, hang on a minute, we've lost Kath. Kath's fo- Kath, hang on a minute. Kath's collapsed. Catherine, oh, let me give you the kiss of life. Let me give it- no! Let me give you a kiss of life. Come on. Get up. Me, oh, she's woken up. What happened, Kath? We lost you for a second there. Well, was it, I, may but I yet be you frank. were revived by my tongue may approaching be, your eye. May I be frank? Uh, certainly, Frank. Right. I'm going to say it. Uh oh. Uh oh, George. The beast has woken. <sighs> yeah. You have more anniversaries than uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor. <laughs> um, yeah, but this is a 42nd anniversary, and. and uh, and I, I, I would love to tell the story of, of, of the, the, the four-month trip that it sent me into, essentially, and, and yeah, changed my life. And, and, and uh, yeah, trip that started on the 5th of September 1976 and uh, ended on the 7th of January 1977. And then I spent nearly six years trying to write a a book about what had happened and never finished the book and and uh, as i say would love to tell the story so if there's any way we could do that on wednesday evening i I, I think it would be brilliant or could be brilliant well hang on haven't you told you've told the story already though no i haven't you have to say it on the special day no right you had you but what the story of about how you did a seance yes was this the one in ireland no, it was in, in Hampstead, it wasn't in you've to- But you've told us this story. You have told us this story. Yeah, but I haven't told you the four-month trip that it sent me into and, and what happened in that four-month trip and and, uh, and what I spent nearly six years try- trying to write about. But, but I... But I... Um, uh, but, uh, <laughs> if you spent six years trying to write it, how are you going to say it in one hour? Oh, easily. Well, why don't you write it down in an hour? I don't want... I wrote myself into the ground. Uh, Last time we spoke, there there was a bit of confusion. I I tried to get Ian to to play... uh, Ian Dury reciting my Rainbow Land poem. We played it before. No. What you played before was something called scoring goals, I think, and and I'd put uh, Ian Dury's voice at the beginning and at the end of that, and and that was from from his his recording of the poem I wrote called Rainbow Land, which is my 
vision of our destiny in, in the world to come, essentially. And I, I, I would just love you to, to play that and sh- share that with the dreamers out there, well, I, Ian. I, here's the thing, man. That will be a, a buzzkill. How do you mean? It, I mean, the, bu- the buzz would be killed. What buzz? Exactly. Exactly! The buzz of this show! This show is a buzz. This show is a popping. It's a hell's a popping. It's a happening. It's a vibe. It, and, and me playing that will kill the vibe. Why would it kill the vibe? Because, it would. It would make a vibe. No, it end. would. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Most people will go. Oh God, man! Here we go again. No, this is my. What I ascribed many, many years ago, a, a, a vision of the world to come. I know, and you tell I, us, but here's the thing. You've told us this vision, so a bank of a million wonders. You've told no, us no, this. The bank of a, a zillion yeah, wonders. Yeah, I know, but you've told it, us. The bank of a zillion wonders isn't in that vision. It's a, it's a vision of a world that has no money at all. Yes. And 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 uh, as I say, it's a vision of a um, world to come. No, 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 not this world. The world beyond this world. The the the, the world that is our your fantasy destiny. world. What? Please play Ian Dury reciting my Rainbow Land poem. No, go and get your own radio show. Oh three four 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 nine nine one. Finish the book. It's the telephone number if you want to get. Why us. are we doing your homework for no, you? Go on, I like George. I, I like... do too, but I mean, I like George. I like George to have a conversation with us instead no, okay. of continually telling us the same thing. Here's the thing, guys. We didn't get much sleep last night, all right? Because we would spend seven, mood, and a half, seven and a half hours driving back from bloody Glasgow because Ryanair sucks a fat one. <sighs> And if they did suck your fat one, they'd want an extra £25.99 for the privilege. Sucking a fat one. Um, 0344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, we'll talk about other bits and uh, pieces. Um, uh, what's going on? Um... <laughs> so this, this is the kind of dickery and, and twattishness you deal with on Twitter. So Jenny has tweeted me. Um, What's really, the hot take from Jenny? I'm sorry, but if you were the man that had been accused falsely, where would your head be right now? I, I, I replied, I answered that question five times now. Didn't ask you for an answer, or I would have put a question mark. <laughs> Just having an opinion like you're having yours. So I replied... Um, exactly. Question mark or no is a question you ask. The answer is out there five times at least now. So then she's replied, don't really care, to be honest. Obviously. Thanks for that. That'll be my witty reply. Very baby she She won't stop. And then the next one is, okay, you clearly want the last word, (laughs) so here you have it. Go on. She won't be able to resist. (laughs) Don't care. I mean, these are, these are theatrics I employed when arguing with my sister when we were 12. Oh. Piers, the same rules apply. Funny old world, isn't it? Um, uh, we're going to talk to a guy that... Um, I, it's, it's a silly little prank, and it's one of those things it has got, like, 60,000 retweets on Twitter. I think it's funny, so we'll get him on and pat him on the black. We'll talk back. We'll talk a bit more about uh, Glasgow uh, and Edinburgh. Thank you to everyone who came. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 
344 The Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. Listen on DAB, download the app, or go to uh, talkradio.co.uk, anywhere in the world. Um, oh, you can call in about anything. You know the score, man. Carry on talking about the Big Brother thing if you want. 0344 499 1000. We'll talk about Edinburgh and Glasgow in a bit because, man, what a weekend. We'll also say how much Ryanair suck because those guys suck. Uh, but before that, I don't remember who I, who I saw who retweeted. I only follow about 28 people on Twitter. It's probably, it was either, it's either Kathy Burke or it might have been Catherine who's nipped out to make a decaf cough. Um, and I love this, and it, it, I'm just looking at it now. It's had 85,000 retweets, 326,000 likes. I always wonder why there's such a big discrepancy between retweeting and liking. I retweet stuff more than um, like it. And it just says here, bloke called Jeff, I noticed there was a blank wall. Oh, I'll tell you what, why don't we get him on and he can talk about it. Um, I, evening, Jeff. Hi, uh, good evening over there. Hey, man, how you doing? Um, so uh, it says on my screen you're in Houston. Is that right? That is correct. I am in Houston. Um, why don't you tell my... I love this man so much. Honestly, I th- when I saw this, I just thought it was brilliant. Because i tell you why I thought it was brilliant. Because it was pointless and it was dumb. And <laughs> you just did it for the joy of doing it. T- tell my listeners what you did. Um, well, me and my friend, we were sitting at McDonald's, and we look up and we see a blank wall, so we decided to put a picture of us in there, like a whole giant poster. And it's, and it's been up there for, like, over 50 days. <laughs> and the thing is, it is, ma- it is massive, um, and it's, um, it's a great... It looks like a McDonald's advert. It's you two guys. <laughs> one of you's holding a burger. One of you's holding some fries. And it says, yeah. McDonald's, I'm loving it. And it looks really stylish. Okay, so how big is it? Um, I believe it's 60 inches long, yep. and it's either 50 inches tall. All right. And, and who did it? Is it I mean, what do you, are you a graphic designer or something? Um, well, I'm not, I guess I'm not really professional, but I could do it on the side if I wanted to. My friend Christian that was in the poster, he was the one that kind of did all the Photoshop, and right. I kind of told him what to do. Um, but yeah, we try to mimic the other posters that were in the shop, in the store, and we wanted to put, like, the details in there, too, to make it look realistic as possible. And why did you do it? It's all well and good, man, saying, well, there was a blank wall in McDonald's, but I see blank walls everywhere, and I don't think, I'm gonna spend a bit of time (laughs) and a little bit of cash and make a convincing McDonald's poster. What, 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 What was the conversation? Um, well, actually, the the truth is that, like, we looked around the other posters in McDonald's and we didn't see any kind of Asian representation in any of those posters. Yeah. So we kind of want to make a difference and put, I guess, like, ourselves into that matter because really? we can't really just go up to McDonald's Corp- Corporation and be like, hey, uh, can we take a picture and put it on your posters around the stores and stuff? Because that's probably not going to happen, most likely. Yeah. I hope it happens now. I hope they can contact me and be like, hey. You want to be an ad? You want to be a model for our ads? And I'll be like, uh, yeah, I'll be <laughs> down. But <laughs> that's basically the main reason is that we feel like we should kind of, uh, I guess. Um, no, you, should, you didn't uh, have any representation in there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just want to. Yeah, exactly. That's the word. Repre- I want to represent uh, the Asian 
culture in there, like the community and stuff. Oh, that is, well, that's brilliant. Well, then I take back what I said about it being dumb and pointless. There, it's still dumb, but there is, but there is, <laughs> there is a point to it. Um, and you wanted to yeah, make a statement. Uh, it, am I right? It says on Twitter that this your tweet has been up for twenty one hours. Is that right? That is correct. I just posted it last night, and I didn't really think it would go this this big. I didn't think I'd be talking to people across the world like yeah. at this moment. And it's, so it's, it's gone nuts. 85,000 retweets, 326,000 <laughs> likes. I mean, did you do it before you went to bed and then the next morning you went, oh, holy crap, look at this! Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty much basically like that. Um, I posted a tweet around 7 or 8 p.m. here in Houston, and then I went to sleep around 2 a.m., but by the time it was 2 a.m., it was only like a few thousand yeah. likes. But then when I woke up, I woke up actually around 7 a.m., just because, like, I don't know, I just, I just woke up from it because, like, I guess I was too excited to see what was coming. <laughs> I looked and I saw all these notifications and stuff, and it, then it jumped from um, around 1,000 to, like, 24,000 when I woke up. <laughs> and I think, I think <laughs> partly just because it's, it, I mean, it's, it's beautifully done. It's a great poster. The two of you sat underneath the poster. You look so pleased with yourselves, as you should do. <laughs> um, it's charming. It's no one has been, no one is having the mickey taken out of them. And no one is getting hurt. Um, has, have McDonald's been in touch? Has anyone, you know, from the corporation got in touch and said, this is, pretty cool guys or we're gonna sue your asian asses <laughs> no i actually haven't gotten any response from them and i've been waiting honestly seeing if they would do something about it but maybe i think they might be thinking of what to do at the moment so they don't know what to do yet yeah i feel like that's what's happening oh well they have to embrace it they have to embrace it because and they uh, they have to make a thing out of it and they have to redress the balance if you know th- th- there are, if the majority of their stores, your face, you know, and by that I mean an Asi- Asian faces aren't represented, then that's. I think, Kath, I think Asian people eat McDonald's, don't they? I'm sure. I think they're allowed to now. I yes. Think- oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 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 every time you go, I mean, I'm guessing you expected it to be taken down like after day one. You go back the next day and it'll be gone. But you're saying it's over 50 days it's been up there. Correct. Yeah, I actually thought it would be there at least overnight, and then I was hoping that it could shoot for a week. And then I told myself the money would be worth it, like the money that I spent on the poster would be worth it if it's just been there at least a week. But now it's been over 50 days, and then all these retweets and tweets on Twitter. It's insane. And what can I ask? What branch? Where is it? What, what, what branch is it exactly? Um, it's actually this. It's a it's a city right outside of Houston. It's called Pearland, Texas. It's called what? Um, Prairie Land. Oh, uh, Pearland. P E A R L A N D. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's a it's a it's a city right outside of uh, Houston, um, and it's right by like a um, an out. Uh, what is it? Um, like a outlet mall. Okay. It's right next. To it. Okay. All right. Hey, listen, man. Um. Thank you so much for coming on. Have you got any more tricks up your sleeve? Um, not at the moment. I want to see how this goes, but I do really want to show the fact that, like, this is for Asian representation, like, all together. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. Have you, um, have you phoned up the store and said anything? No, I have not, actually. I'm kind of scared, too, because I don't want to really deal with anything too drastic. <laughs> well, listen, there's no, you're not going to get in trouble. There's no way... That you're not going to go Although to Although next time you walk in, they may do a double take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not... they, they might, they might. Uh, you're not going to go to prison for it, but um, uh, 
part of me thinks maybe we should phone them up and just say, can you describe the posters on your wall? Yeah. He's cacking himself They're now. They're going to know by now, you, surely. You, they must do. Uh, <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't have to. Um, uh, I might give them a call after you've gone. Okay, go ahead. Do, we, do, you, do you want to do it while you're on the line? Or do you, you don't have to say anything. Or do you okay, want to do yeah, it? If you want to call them. All right, I've got... You I, can go ahead. I, 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 think I've just, I think I've just found... I found McDonald's Pearland. Um, there, there's, there's one... It be the one on Business Center Drive. Business Centre Drive. Let's have a little look. Um, uh, there's Broadway Street. No. There's Business Centre Drive. We've got it. Right. Uh, Jeff, stay there, man. We're going to give these guys a call. 001-713. Okay. Oh, this this could be um, this could be an absolute disaster, or it could be very, very funny. Let's have a little look. You're a very good sport, by the way, Jeff. Thank you. Right. Thank let's you. Give, thank you. Let's give these guys a call. Hey, is that McDonald's? McDonald's? Hey, is that McDonald's? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> McDonald's! Right. I don't know what happened. <laughs> what happened there? Sam, can you dial that number I just called and then put it through to me and see... Um, well, that... I don't, they don't appear to be that observant, Jeff. Um, <laughs> so you might get away with this for a long time. Let's give them... We'll give Sam out my colleagues and give them one more call and we'll see if we can... Um... I think everyone should take a photo of themselves and put it up there. They won't know. Oh. Fax. They've switched this to a fax. What the hell is this? Um... Right, let me let me try. You think they're getting a lot of calls? Yeah, I think they might be now. Let me try it one <laughs> more time, and then we'll let you go because this could be. Um, let, let me let me just dial. Let me dial this. How about, how about that? One seven one three. Here we go. Right, let's let's see. This is this. Here we go. Here we go. This is our filling the vibe. Here we go. Strong vibe. Hey, this uh, is that the uh, Paraland branch? This is McDonald's. Yeah, I'm, yeah, is that the Paraland branch on Business uh, Business Center Drive? Uh, Twenty-eight fifteen McDonald's. That's correct. Yeah, uh, my name is uh, Tony. I'm from the McDonald's Corporation. We're checking up on the uh, advertising within the store. I believe you've got several posters up of various different ethnicities. I wonder if you could describe the posters to me, please. I'm sorry, Tony, but I'm not allowed to, I'm not a, the right person to answer questions. Could you put me through to the right person, please? Uh, she's not here today. What do you mean she's not here? Well, I'm sorry. Can, you, not, can you describe the posters to me? Uh, is there a poster of two white guys eating a McDonald's burger? Well, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> Well, that went uh, that went uh, pearland shaped. Oh well, Jeff, we tried. I guess I guess that the, what we, the conclusion we come to from that is McDonald's is racist. Uh, <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, yeah, most likely. Uh, Jeff, you've been a good sport. If you want, I've, I've retweeted the picture. I'll retweet tweet it again. If you want to follow Jeff, it's at Jeff J E V Holution H O L U T I O N at Jevolution. Uh, Jeff, man, if you do any more of these tricks, let us know. We'd love to have you back on. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honour. Absolute pleasure, man. Thank you very much indeed. What a nice guy. A funny guy. I'm I making get, a point as well. I get the feeling we could all put our pictures up and they wouldn't notice. <laughs> thank you, Jeff. I really enjoyed that. Um, and uh, thank you to the, the young lady at McDonald's. The, the, the poster observant lady is back tomorrow. We'll speak to her then. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. So it was the great um, trip to Scotland this weekend, and Catherine and I, after Friday night show, dashed to Stansted Airport where we um, had paid um, about 150 quid to stay in uh, two hotel rooms for five hours. I mean, it was a very short lie down. It was uh, an expensive w- one. really was. Then we got up and we were flown to Edinburgh. Was it EasyJet we went out with? Yes. Because they took off. Uh, we went to Edinburgh and we stayed in a low... Uh, no, Airbnb. You've got, you've got to be a bit careful, but I've only had one dodgy bodski experience, and that was in Newcastle. But the place we stayed in in Edinburgh, oh, flipping heck. It was great, wasn't it? It was a loft in, we think, an old sugar factory. Yeah, yeah. And it was boss. Absolutely beautiful. Then we went to the venue, the stand, and it turns out I'd, I had appeared there 20 years and one month ago with uh, Mackenzie Crook, Mitch Ben and Zaren Gibson doing a show called The Bootleg Bootleg Beatles. And we did a show and we didn't expect that many people to turn up. There were easily 50 people there. Which is all right for us. It looked full. Yeah, considering it was four o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah. Not the best time to be doing a comedy show. And they've also just finished with the Edinburgh Festival, so they've had enough, really. And we had a lovely time. The show went down really, really well. It was filthy. Absolutely filthy. Um, But very funny. And we saw um, callers to the show. Uh, We had a dead man there, dead Mark. Uh, people that listen to the show a lot but don't call in because they're too nervous. A couple of people that were too nervous to come and say hello to us afterwards, but we kind of waved at each other. Kez was there from yeah. the jungle. Kez and her mate Alan, who I met out in Australia, and we went off to a place called Pickles in Edinburgh, and we had cheese, a cheese board, and a meat platter. And it was great. It's not, I've not seen Kez. I don't think I've seen Kez since the jungle. Maybe she was at the TV Awards, I can't remember. And um, it was really nice. I'd never met her her or Alan before, but um, we got on quite well and, you know... Lovely chat. Then who did we see as we came out of Pickles? Well... um, Don't look at Sam, he won't be impressed. A proclaimer. Yeah? We're not entirely sure which one. Uh, Unhelpfully, he wasn't wearing his glasses. And and Kath is upset because he recognised me. Kath went up to him and went, All right, all right, proclaimer, it's nice to see you. And I, I guess, in an Edinburgh accent. I guess, nice to see you too, you bastard. Oh, no, we never said that. And uh, I went, hello, mate, I'm Ian. Oh, I know who you are, man. I know who you are, boy. Laddie boy. God. Um, but it was a proclaimer. I was, I was thrilled. Absolutely thrilled. And wasn't he lovely? Yeah. Chatted to us for a few minutes. He did. Then we went back, Airbnb. It was still not, not satiated, so we ordered Deliveroo. We watched Big Brother. Then we went to our rooms and slept, and it was great. And then, here's the thing. Then Sunday, because we set up quite late. Sunday, I woke up. Oh, I woke up. I was tired. Oh, because I hadn't slept much the night before. It was 10.40. 10.35. And I looked at my phone, and there was an email from the person who we were renting the flat from saying, um, when you leave at 11, 
Can you leave the keys in this place so my cleaner can get in? When you leave at 11. It was 10.35. Oh, blimey. So I got up and I'm banging on Cass. Cass, go, go get up. Go, go. I love to sleep. And if there's no kids around, frankly, I don't see why anyone should stop me. And also at that point, we had 23 minutes to wash, clean, tidy up the mess and get the hell out of that place. Which we did. We managed to do. Then we got the train from Edinburgh to uh, Glasgow. Driven, got a taxi to the train Played station. Played Uno, I won. Three, uh, two out of three. Cab to the station with a, uh, a Scottish cab driver. Very famous in Scotland, it turns out I am. But he didn't didn't even seem to notice you were there. Didn't engage yeah. you in conversation at all. It was all about me and how his wife liked me and stuff. Don't matter. Don't matter. We, uh, we got the train, went to the Stand Comedy Club in Glasgow. Um... We had about seventy people turn up, and it, they were—they uh, were a louder crowd than the Edinburgh crowd. Crowd. They um, didn't need warming up; they were warm. Yeah, they were very warm. I think they were all a little bit um, tipsy. Well, there had been the old firm they'd been playing uh, earlier, so I wonder whether we were the second port of call. Yeah. But it was lovely, and we had such a great time. Thank you to everyone who came. Um, and, and I think what we're going to do—I think we're going to go back to Scotland again next year, maybe February or March next year. And I think what we might do is just play Glasgow. Not because we've got anything against Edinburgh. It was it was harder to sell tickets at Edinburgh. Um, uh, so we might just go to... Uh, and also, we didn't really see much of either city. We saw a bit more of, of Edinburgh, because we were there a bit longer. But we didn't really see any of Glasgow. Saw the high street, went to a lovely tea rooms. I had uh, haggis, neeps and tatties, of course. Uh, but we didn't really see a lot. So I, I think here's what we might do, and I'm going to kind of look at this tomorrow. I'm going to look at maybe doing a little tour i mean like two dates a month tops and maybe look at going back to glasgow um next month because we had a great time everyone that came i think enjoyed it but people didn't leave during the interval which is always the great indicator um lots of people stay behind to have pictures lots of people telling us how much they love the show and how much uh, loads those people saying that kath was their favorite but i think that was um that was silly um <laughs> And uh, but it was it was great. But then was, the, what I really love was there on. was genuine affection when they heard from Jerry, when they heard from Caddick. People loved them. Caddick got a cheer. Jerry got a chant. And then we so we're, then we and then I drop. Here's the thing. I drop, I've got I record the shows on this digital recorder called a Zoom H6. Right? Costs three hundred to three hundred fifty quid. Right? And as we're leaving the stage, I try to pick up too many things. And I dropped the Zoom H6 on the floor. And a bit fell off. And I thought, oh, a bit's fallen off. All right, that's annoying. But I... but then it didn't work. It was dead. It was dead. Then the on-off switch fell out, oh, which no. is not... And then it's dead. So I've got... so I'm sat there thinking, oh, man, I've got to spend another 300 quid. And I'm skint. Getting this, getting this. Oh, man. And so I was peed off. And then I got a text through saying, hi, this is Ryanair. Really sorry to say it, but we've cancelled your flight. Huh? This is the flight we're about to leave to yeah, get. Yeah, the flight's 8.20. This is about 7 o'clock now. Uh, it's about half, about quarter to seven. All right. This is Ryanair. Sorry, we cancelled your flight. You can either get a refund or book another flight. Okay. And I'm pretty sure when I checked the flights booking them that there weren't that many back that evening. So we went on the website. No flights from Glasgow that night. No flights from Edinburgh that night. Um, and the next flights the next day were either 15 hours long because they stopped off somewhere were either 500 pounds or there was an easy jet one that would have got us to Stansted at about 8.50 at night, 8.30 at night and 
you just think if it's late 30 minutes, we ain't going to make the show. Or there was a Ryanair one that would have got us back at lunchtime. And I'm thinking, well, I'm never going to get Ryanair ever again. And I'm just telling you, there was a programme on Radio 4, you and yours, the consumer programme. And they did a feature where a traveller had his um, flight cancelled by Ryanair from Stansted. And so he looked, he got all the stats for that month or that week of flights cancelled from various airlines, right? And, and, and like, BA had, like, eight flights cancelled that week and, and EasyJet maybe 20. And Ryanair had, like, dozens, dozens, like, way above. They got Simon Calder, the travel guy, on, and he did his own calculations and went, yeah, it looks like Ryanair cancelling loads of flights. And so th- th- they, they just cancelled our flight. And so we're stuck. So then we came on Twitter and loads of you were very kind and said, well, you can get the Megabus, Megabus. 12 hours on a Megabus. I, I, I've done that for 20 years. I ain't doing it again. Um... You get the sleeper train, and the sleeper train was expensive. Bearing in mind the flights back had cost us 212 quid. Sleeper train was going to be 160 quid each, and then it gets into King's Cross at, like, 8 in the morning. But and we'd then left the get, car at Stansted. Then you've got to get back to Stansted to pick up the car, and it's like, flipping heck. And so I got pissed off. I went, right, no, right, fuck, we're going to find a car hire place. I'm driving back. Forgetting that Kath was drunk. I wasn't drunk. I'd had a glass of wine. You'd had two glasses, two glasses of, of wine. wine. So, it wasn't gonna... so we had to go to Glasgow Airport. Didn't think I was driving, did I? Hire a car, drive back to Stansted, a drive of six and a quarter hours, pick up my car, and then drive back to my house, a drive of an hour and a half, just under. And then it was that. Then we got to mine at about four in the morning. <laughs> And Kath's car was at mine. I said, right, well, you sleep in the bed. I'll sleep in... You sleep in the bed. I'll sleep in the spare bed. There's no point. You, you've got to get back at five and you'll be up. Da, la, la, la. And it was just an absolute Meanwhile, nightmare. my husband's told... Because I'm supposed to be looking after the children in the morning, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband's told the kids, well, mummy can't, oh, can't get a flight back. This is brilliant. Now, you know what little kids in particular are like? They're very literal. So my husband then had to talk my youngest one down... Because she was saying, if mummy can't ever get a flight back, does that mean we've got to move to Scotland? <laughs> Imagine! Her, for, for a few moments, a, a, a six-year-old, seven-year-old, six-year-old, Six, yeah. lived in a world where she was going to have to move to Scotland because mummy can't, can't get, get a, a flight. flight back. Well, if you say mummy can't get a flight back, that does sound very final to a six-year-old. But here's the thing, and strangely enough, Andy Goldstein, who works at Talk Sport, his wife was supposed to be on that flight. As well, was he saying she got the train back in the end? She, got, different... the, she got a, a train back in the morning, yeah. wasn't it? Um, and we just couldn't do it. So it's, um, it's I mean, Ryanair is slack, right? Slack. Because I've checked that they, they do cancel a lot of flights. We've got our money back and we'll probably get, we're supposed to get, I think, 250 euros each compensation. That's thanks to the EU. When we leave the EU, that won't... We won't be covered. It is a European... Regulation, isn't it? Where are you? Yeah, well, hang on. A Ryanair North or Southern Ireland? Southern. We won't be in the. Anyway, so 250 euros. Uh, I found a digital recorder for 250 quid. So the kind of kind of covers that. So, but I mean. Assuming yeah. they pay up. We had a we had a laugh driving back, listening oh to God. Bob Mills and my bum hole farting. Oh my God! I mean, sometimes I didn't very, hear it, but I certainly did. Very eat windy it. pops. Um, and also we noticed a number of extraordinary things that happened at the side of the A1. Oh. The Namely, sex shops, sex shops, sex shops, all down the M at the A1. Loads of sex shops. There were they're in buildings that used to house. I don't know if you remember this, Sam, but um, a, a restaurant chain known as the Little Chef, known by my friends as the Little Thief. But yes. um, 
Yeah, the little chef, and it's a picture of a chef doing that. Eating. No, that's a happy eater. Oh, is it? The little chef is kind of um, swagger. Little chef was Olympic breakfasts. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which they you got get told a lolly to, if got you finish. Told to stop doing when the Olympics came over. Do you remember that? the Olympics came over, and the IOC went all like within a five mile radius of the Olympic place, and any restaurant like like um, Greasy Spoon that was called Olympic Cafe. Yeah. They were forced to change their name. Outrageous. But sex shops. Yeah, you can buy anything you want, apart from a fry-up. So we stopped and bought a couple of butt plugs to make the journey <laughs> home. Gosh, that would have been a saviour. A little <laughs> bit more interesting. The way your backside was going all the way home. <laughs> Mind you, you could have had someone's eye out. And uh, we got called out for a fight. You got called out for a fight. In a two-lane, a dual carriageway, and I know for a fact you can do 70 in the dual carriageway, OK? Uh, it's a target, not a limit. No, it's a limit, not a target. And so I'm doing 70 in the overtaking lane, and this car comes, and this is like, you know, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. This car comes right on my backside and starts flashing me, but I'm overtaking. Yeah. I'm overtaking. So you get the impression this guy's been going probably about 100 the whole time, not, nothing in his way, and sort of push, forcing everyone else over. Yeah. So I'm, but I'm, I'm overtaking. I'm not speeding up for this dick. So I'm, <laughs> I, so I'm, I'm going, and he's flashing me, flashing me. I finish the overtaking move, make sure it's safe. Yeah, and then Go a little a... bit longer than, than making sure it's safe. And, just then you, to... and then you had to throw in the extra move, didn't well, you? Well, no, no, then I pulled over. And then as he's coming up, I've got this great technique, Sam. So I'm sat he there. He says great. It always ends in him being called so I'm looking, fight. You're, right, you're the road, Sam. I'm looking straight at you. I'm holding the steering wheel with my left hand. With my right hand, I'm just holding up the finger <laughs> to my driver's side window. Okay, But I'm not looking. I'm not getting involved. I'm just doing that. But I'm looking at the road. And this guy, this guy overtakes me. And then it obviously registers with the thick idiot. What has just happened? So he Disrespect. Then, put, then he comes back and le- comes level with me. It's like two in the morning. It's pitch black, right? And um, Kath hadn't noticed what was going on. And this guy's shouting at me like with his window down. I'm doing the fist and the pointing in the fist. I went, Kath, this, this man wants a fight with me. And she looked over. And we're both just pissing ourselves <laughs> laughing at him because it's pathetic. And it always happens to you. It was just laughing at him. And he hated that. So then he did the thing. I've got the... Did you go... You emailed it. You yeah. WhatsApped it to me. I'll tweet it. Where's my fight? Oh, then that? I got my camera out because I thought, right. So then he, then he does that thing of, so we're doing like 65. Then he does the thing of pulling in front of me and slowing down to about 45. You just think, oh man, see, I flashed. If only it. he'd slowed his speed down, he wouldn't be so irate, would I he? I flashed, and this guy was doing like 100 balls. So I flashed him a little bit and, uh, and I thought, okay, he wants me to do the overtake so he can, he can either zoom off or block me. So I go for the overtake, and then he zooms off, of course, at ridiculous speed. I'm just thinking, what, what a little boy. What a little boy. But I've got his number plate logged in my head, and when I find him, I'm going to kill him. Oh. oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Chris, stay there. Come to you in a bit. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. What the number of nut jobs out there, though? The number of nut jobs on Twitter and who send me emails, even though when I've told them if they send me emails again, I report them to the police. It's a weird old world, isn't it? It's a weird old world. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Chris. Good evening, Chris. Hi, how are you doing? Doing very well, Chris. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Very well. What have you got for us, Chris? I haven't actually got much for you, to be honest. That's I, that, um, like your previous calls. Did I ring up before? Wow. Yes, oh, mate. 
I, I did go and did it, eh? Yes, you did, mate. No, I, I rang up once, I did one, and then I spoke to one of your um, producer guys, and he was like, he, he, he's like, I can get you on, I get you on, and I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be very basically on Okay, well, why would you? Why did you phone up then? You just wanted to talk to because, Sam. No, no, I want to talk to you because I was a big fan of yours um, from the the Virgin days, the um, the or the or, you, 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 late night show. Yeah. And he said, Barry from Watford, bringing up and stuff and all that malarkey. Yes. Great. Yeah, I loved you. I loved you from then. And then also I got caught up in the uh, in the hype from Twitter today when you, you've been getting a lot of grief off Twitter from people. Yes. And you and, and I've been getting like, it's a bit harsh. And I, and I thought, I, I know what I should do. Yeah. I should bring it up. And Whilst off your really, mash. Well, huh? I get Tuesdays off, so... <laughs> you might as well live so it up. Live up, live yeah. it up. So I thought I'll ring up Ian Lee on a Tuesday, on a Monday night. It's Monday. And um, and, and stand up from, from all the abuse you're getting on Twitter, because you're getting a load of abuse on Twitter. Yeah. But the the guy, <laughs> but when I said to the guy on the phone, I said, I'm not sure if I've got anything relevant to say or anything good to say. He's like, he goes, don't worry, he goes, don't worry. He goes, he goes, just just get on it. Sam's a good guy. Sam's a, Sam likes to make people feel confident and ruin our show. And what does he get in return? An attempted stitch-up. Yeah, nothing. I'm, I'm afraid so. I've not got much to talk to say, I'm, I'm afraid. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I, I don't really know what... To, I think it's, I just made it all awkward, didn't I? Well, no more awkward than it normally is, um, Chris. Is it, is it we not? have spoken before. Have we spoken before? No, we haven't spoken before. No, maybe. I, no I've not spoken to you before, no. But I, I'm a long-time listener. Um, well, bless you, man. Oh. So you've got two days off. Is today the first day or the second day? Please let it be the no, first day. No, no, I've just got tomorrow. I work this morning and I've got tomorrow off. Yes, man. So you're just getting yes, mashed man. up. No, no, well, no, I, I had it, well, yeah. it all happened, it was, I was with my wife, and, um, she, see, I, I start work at four in the morning, Yeah. so I finished at 12 in, in midday, yeah. which is cool, because I got all afternoon off, but she finished at, like, half past six, so she comes home, and she's like, do you want a, do, do you want a nice glass of cider? And I was like, I don't, I don't mind if I do, I don't mind if I don't, but now it's happened, it's like, now it's like eight hours later, and I've had a few ciders, and I'm thinking, I know what I'm going to do, love. You go to bed, and I'm going to bring up Ian Lee on the radio. Yes, man. Yes, mate. And yes. I'm gonna, what? Yeah, and I'm and I'm and I'm not going to contribute anything. No. But we'll, 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 we'll make it. We'll make it filler, and no filler. Is that is that the right? Are you, know? you? Why are you not up in bed, making love to your wife? Why are you talking to me? Instead of instead of making filler for me, make filler for her. <laughs> filler. Because it's, it's mornings only, isn't it? It's all mornings only, isn't it? It's the, the evening. No, the evening is the time for love. Evening. It's no evening. It's no Stevenage in Evenage. It's no no Bristol in in South Eric Bristol. It's not. It's not going on, is it? It's mornings all mornings. You can only make love in the mornings. I'm the opposite. I, I can only do I, it at night time. Can you really? Yeah. I cannot get excited at a night time because I'm just so happy to be in bed because I have to get to bed early because I've got to get up early. Yeah, man. You, and you do get up early. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying, Ian Lee. I do get up yes, early. Chris. Yes, you Chris. That's what I say for a little bit of nookie-wookie. <laughs> nookie with a wookie. I want some this nookie and I want it with a wookie. <laughs> That's a great son. Uh, but if, if, if you want to get rid of me, just get me off like that I am... Um, I don't even know if it's a really Oh, OK, happy. mate, no worries. I, sorry, I didn't know that I was allowed to do that. Fine. I think we know why he's not upstairs with his missus. <laughs> he hasn't got one. He's murdered her. 
I don't think he's capable at this point. Hey, come on now. Come on, we've all been there. I've fallen asleep halfway through in the past. Have you? Yes. <laughs> all right. While we're at it, <laughs> I fell asleep on top of a girl once. <laughs> Swedish girl. Did. Did. I swear to God. Yeah, I was engaged in something. So what? Okay, what's well, so tell me your story then? This is great. Ever fallen you know, asleep during sex? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is it. You know, you you've been out and properly out, yeah. and so um, you were mashed up. But I was mashed up. I was mashed up big time. This was a long time ago. Fried children, and um, you know, when you wake up in the morning, and you think I seem to remember starting something that we didn't finish, um, and I mentioned it, and it turned out that um, yes. That's exactly what had happened, and um, he only realised I stopped moving and went quiet, and then started snoring. And he was inside. No, I was. Um... You were holding him with your hand or mouth hand. So what did he do? Did he then like tighten the grip around your hand? <laughs> no, I think he gave up. Okay, well, all right. Mine was a similar incident. I was drunk. Met a Swedish girl. It was girl. the prelude. It wasn't the act. Do you yep, know same, what I mean? It was like, here. let's let's get this going. Oh, no, never mind. Same here. I was with a Swedish girl. I went back to her flat in Camden. And um, we were lying on the sofa, kissing. And I was doing the... the Caressing. I was doing what you were doing to him. I was doing to her. And then... And then suddenly it was really late. And she's like, I think you fell asleep. Ah. Huh? I think you fell asleep. Oh, man. I think you should probably go home now. Yeah, I, I think I think I will. That was weird, man. Yeah. That was weird. Very rude. Probably the best sex I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest. 03444991000. This is The Late Night Alternative. Weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio with Ian and Kath. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I'm going to say, I don't know what a shock jock is. People are now accusing me of of saying I feel sorry for Roxanne for clickbait or shock jockery. I don't know what a shock jock is, and I've often been accused of being a shock jock, and I know James Whale has, and I think it's... What people mean by shock jock is... Someone who has opinions. That's what they mean. Shock jock, right, is, to me, a shock jock is that 1980s stroke early 90s phenomenon of the person who comes on and says something completely contrary to get a rise. Okay. But, but, they don't necessarily believe but it. But now it means that now when people say shock jock, they are just describing someone with an opinion. That, that, that I've been called a shock jock so many times. When all I've had is an opinion, ah, an opinion that disagrees with them. That's mm. it. They must, they, they, again, it's that whole thing of they think that their, their opinion is, their opinion is uh, grounded in more facts and more life experience and is, is completely immovable. It's completely right. So anybody who doesn't share that experience is either an idiot or is, is lying to make themselves more interesting. They yeah. can't understand that other people have got different world views. And that is exactly at the root of all this outrage over you suggesting that maybe Roxanne isn't an evil she-witch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, I'm not even saying that. I'm not even saying that. I'm not making any judgment on on what she did. 
Feel sorry for her. Feel sorry for her. Feel sorry for the backlash, for the death threats, for the the sea bombs, for the for the the, the fact that uh, I'm sure that, that if she were to walk down the street now, she'd have people shouting abuse at her. Feel sorry no, for but her. By the, the extrapolation from that is the fact that you have sympathy for her. Yep. Suggests she's a human being. Oh yeah, yeah. And they can't feel that. Yeah. Because they have to be furious. Um, let's go to Glasgow, to Rhythmic hey. Paul. <gasps> hey, love to Hello. Sue. Rhythmic Paul, who was who, who, who tried to, who came into the show with his, his, his beautiful wife on his arm, and <laughs> he interrupted the show. His show was going really well, flowing, fast-flowing, good comedy, great family fun. Talk about rhythm. And suddenly this guy comes in and goes, Hey, you, MF. He called me an MF. You MF. I can beat Bucks better than you can beat Bucks. Oh, my. What? Sorry. I said, excuse me, sir, what? What did you say? I'm Rhythmic Paul. I can beat Bucks better than your sorry ass. I said, excuse me, sir, we are doing... Do beat Bucks me now, pussy! Otherwise, I'm going to whip your ass! And I went, well, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but um, I'm afraid the only way I can um, teach this guy a lesson is by beatbox, having a beatboxing war. So we had a beatboxing war live on stage... And what a surprise, Paul was Paul was good. He wasn't good enough. I destroyed him, he was humiliated, the crowd pointed and laughed at him, he did a little... don't know if you saw it, he was wearing dark trousers, but I saw a little patch of those trousers around the groin area get a bit darker. <laughs> and I smelt, and I smelt the smell of human excrement. Gosh, is that your recollection of that moment, Rhythmic Paul? <sighs> Who am I to disagree? Who am I? <laughs> destroyed you, mate. Destroyed you, buddy. And for, I've, I've also... I've had um, uh, an email from your wife today asking oh, yeah. if I know uh, if my divorce lawyer is any good. So uh, I would just, good. just, just, just be careful, mate. Don't go around making these challenges willy nilly. Is what I'm saying to you. Anyway, Paul, I'll do my best. let's yes. put that behind us. It was lovely to see you uh, yesterday. How are you doing? You're right. Yeah, very much. So. Yeah, not too bad at all. Thank you. Yes, um, I, I called well to say thank you. It was delightful to see you both. Um, and um, but there was something that I forgot to say, and, I, and this has been in my head for the longest time. Listening to your show, particularly on talk radio, because yeah. every now and again you refer to. I don't know this song. What? Do you know this one? There we go. You know this one. What song is that? Oh, I don't know. Do you know that song? No, no, no. I'm a classical musician. Yeah, and this is a classical theme tune. Come on, Come on. I'm so sorry. You got it, Kath? No. I can see it. Oh, you can see the pictures. Oh, you know... All right. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Let's try another one because before you, you before I think you, if you isolate the rhythm, then then you're talking Paul's language. <laughs> okay. But at this point, it's just. Uh... Um, hang on a minute. Oh, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Did you just do that on your teeth? Okay. Let's try. <laughs> okay. Let's try this one. What's that one? No. It's got a bit of rhythm at the start. It's got a nice rhythm at the start. Listen. Yeah. Are you a, are you a human being? Are you a, have you got a soul? Have you lived? Have I, you ever lived? 
I've, I've been living in a classical music bubble for a very long time. Okay, all right. Okay. Very long time. What would you like to say, That's Rhythmic funny. Paul? Rhythmic Paul, yes. Um, well, it was about um, the fact that every once in a while, um, you refer to the fact that your radio show is coming to an end. And, that, you know, you talk about this three-year thing. It, it yeah. bothers me to, to hell and back simply because oh. of the principle of focused thought and oh. that, you know, you focus on that thought long enough, you bring that thing to you. You're talking and about, you're either talking about the self-fulfilling prophecy or you're, I suspect you're talking more about Noel Edmonds asking for things from the universe. Well, a bit of both, really. A bit of both. Okay. I mean, the thing is, and, you know, I've, I've been a, post- podcast, bleh, a podcast listener of yours for a long time. He can't time. even say listener, and he expects me to listen to him? He's a blower. <laughs> yes. A long, long time. And um, um, I didn't mention this yesterday, but, um, you know, your last shows at Absolute, your last shows at Three Counties. Yeah. I, I, I've never listened to those episodes because it makes me sad. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of a sentimental thing. They're, they're on my phone, yeah. but I, I've never listened to them, and I probably never will. Neither of those shows I knew were the last shows. I, I did not know they were going to be the last shows. I, I know that, but, yeah. you know, um, particularly at the end of, um, well, Absolute, and at the end of Three Counties, you know, it, well, there was nothing for a while. Yeah. And so... Well, I mean, you created that little, a little space with the the pocket radio show. Pocket radio show, a little thing I did, yeah. Yeah, which was great. It was empty times. But, um, they were, they were bleak I times. Know. I didn't think I'd ever work again. Yeah. So hang on, yeah. you're saying that I should not um, express verbally or to the cosmos my true belief that this job might end in March. Further than that, I would say, don't believe it. Oh. Believe in the possibility of everything. Yeah. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. And as my head is approaching... I'm, I'm in an all right place at the moment. I had a lovely day today. I slept a lot of it. But then I just mm. sat and watched um, episodes of Jeremy Carl while my cat went out in the garden. It was great. Um, and I can see that being my life. I can see my life being watching ITV2 all day and the mm. cat sat out in the garden. And I'm, I could be happy with that, Paul. Okay, and that's fine in and of itself. Um, but there are a lot of people out there, myself included, for whom that would be quite sad. Yeah. To not have the you know the buzz that you create, the that energy, that sensation. That well, you're doing it tonight with you know this business about. Um, uh, Roxanne. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know. And, and it's, as I, as I said yesterday, it's a, a part of everyone's, well, very many people's daily life. And it's an important part. Yeah. Because you, you, you well, both of you, you become a companion. And, and it, well, to a large extent, unwittingly, because you're just, you know, you do your three-hour radio show and then you get on with the rest of your life. And that's fine. But um, there are people out there who, well, you know, I look forward to my ride to work in on the bus or on my bike, so I can, you know, listen to you two having, having a laugh. Here's the or thing, here's the thing, if, here's the thing. Oh, you're right, I get what, about, but you know that my thinking and a lot of other people's thinking 
is geared towards the negative. You know, the the the, the glass is half empty, the, the glass is cracked, that we're all going to die. You know, that is genuinely and generally the the direction that my my thinking goes in. So I I hear everything that you're saying, mm. but but the the, the concept the concept of me being able to change my negative outlook mm. four or five months ago would have been alien to me. Now here's the thing: uh, 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 since moving out of that godforsaken room that I lived in, right in Slough on the Farnham Road. His top floor room at the Farnham Road. Uh, and since being in this house, and Kath will bear witness this, and since going to America with my boys, I'm on the up mentally. So when I was saying, oh, I could be happy watching Jeremy Kyle and watching The Cat in the Garden, I, I also meant, and I didn't, I, I didn't say, but or, 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 as, as the, my daytimes and my evenings doing this radio show, that would make me very, very happy. Um, so I am starting to, at the age of 45 and a quarter, um, starting to be able to view things in a significantly, not even slightly, a significantly more positive way. And the reason I share that is, A, because we're kind of talking about it, and B, because I know a lot of people listen to this show, and we met a lot of people at the weekend who um, appreciate me talking about mental health and medication and drugs and all of that stuff. So I should also share... That at the moment things are going upwards yeah. emotionally and mentally. Mm. And I have this wonderful house. I haven't got a penny. I've got a few quid. But uh, until the divorce goes through, things are a little bit tough. I've got to pay a VAT bill. I've got to pay mm. by the end of the week. And I'm, I'm leaving it as long as I can because I'm hoping a payment for the last month comes in so I can cover it. But once mm. the divorce comes through, I'll have a couple of... I'll be all right and... You know, and, and, and that. What am I saying? I don't remember how I started. I would say yes. that, um, you know, we all, I, I've learned to ride the waves with you in that you'll have some good times and then there'll be a dip and then I, I have to... A dick. A dip. And a dig. A dick dip. Um, and I have to bear in mind that it won't always be like that and I have to convince you of that fact as well. Yes. Um, but I feel like in the last couple of months or so, you've shed a lot of the... You know, ever since I've known you, there's always been a little bit of a sadness about you. Um, and sometimes it's more obvious than others, but I feel like that's lifting. I feel like that's lifting, and that's not 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 quite as um, heavy as it used to be. Sorry, what did you say? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, Paul. Cat's yeah. my best mate. Yeah. She sat through a seven and a half hour farty car journey. <laughs> Absolutely. Pissed as a nuke she was. I was not. She was get taken. At one point, she took her top off. I said, Kath, what? What, you, I said, what are you doing? I'm just getting into bed. I said, Kath, we're still in the car, love. Does this sound likely, Paul? Then she climbed in the back, pulled her knickers to one side and did a wee. What? In the hire car. <laughs> and yet, I, I'm still her friend. I'm still her friend, Paul. Oh, right, OK. You saw the state she was in at the end of that show. It was embarrassing. I had to carry her off stage. This is another one of Ian's problems. People thought she'd done a Tommy Cooper. Deflection. There we go. <laughs> yeah, well, there you are, yeah. Um, yeah. It was nice to see you, Paul. It was very nice to meet your, your missus as well. And um, oh, By the way, yeah? she has a confession to make with regards to um, her Lazy Sue confession oh, yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Because um, we remember today, she, she does half an hour's piano teaching a week. So that's um, not quite... 
Not <laughs> we, are, we were playing a game, and by the way, we can play this in the next hour. We need two people called Susan, or if you know a Susan, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's for a game I've invented called Lazy Susans, and you get two Susans or two representatives of Susans, and you ask them questions about how much they work, and you try and find the laziest Susan. And his missus is not called Susan, but she, her name is Sue. Her name's Hey Sue. Hey Sue, um, but she shortens it to Sue. Um, and she was said she doesn't work at all, so we said she was very lazy. And now Paul's phoning in, so actually she does she does half an hour work a week. A week? She's still a very lazy Sue, Paul. <laughs> what a lazy cow. That's true. Thanks for calling, <laughs> I'm glad you can make it yesterday. Thank you very much indeed. It was nice seeing Paul. I've I love Paul, them. I've not seen Paul for, I, I think, years. He came to a show I did in Camden. And um, Sue was like, everyone was really good sport. It got very, um, very punchy yesterday. Very punchy with the audience. We, were, I was insulting the hell out of them. Shame it wasn't filmed yesterday because that would have been a good old, um, you know, little little movie concert movie. But I was insulting the hell out of everyone, and they took it probably because they were strung out on heroin. Wow. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Keith. Oh, I hear, I hear you too. I hope you well. It's Keita. Not the ring about films, but there's nothing on at the minute at all in it's the cinema. Movie spoiler, country walker Keith. Oh, Keith, can you listen? I've just seen the time. We've got the news in just over a minute. Can you can you wait until after the news? Yeah. You sure? Yeah, yeah. Are you are you are you, you were drunk last time? Weren't you walking along a cliff or something? No. <laughs> no, no. You got me mixed up. No, I think you were. Ca- I'm in Wigan, mate. Uh, Catherine will tell you there's not many clips here. You were drunk, though. You were been, And you've been to the pub with your boy or something? No, I got my daughter, Emma. OK, well, then, then maybe you were that drunk that you thought your daughter, Emma, was your son. Um, we've got another hour of this nonsense to go. Um, you can call in about anything. We'll go through the papers in a bit. Um, what have we talked about? Putting up posters in McDonald's. Me feeling sorry for Roxy in, in Celebrity Big Brother. Um, but you know the score, man. You can talk about anything. Um, oh three, four four nine one thousand is the telephone number. You'll speak to Sam. He will take your name and number, and uh, we'll give you a call back. So it'll cost you pennies, free for most of you. You off somewhere? Just taking me earmuffs off. <laughs> your hair looks very full. Have you washed it today? I did wash yeah, it. There yeah. we go. It's very it's full. It's full. It's because my face is shriveled. That would be it. Um, we've got another hour before Paul Ross comes in at one and does his thing. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle, weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Here's the story of a lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. All of them had hair of gold. Like their mother, Brady Bunch, the Brady Bunch, the Brady Bunch. That's the way we became the Brady Bunch. 
344 People filling in the blanks from my statement, I feel sorry for Celebrity Big Brothers, Roxanne. People filling in the blanks. People sending me um, uh, very, very angry um, tweets. Where was this last one? Um, Danielle um, has tweeted me... Um, of course you feel sorry for her she's a pretty little girl crying out for attention and us men are so stupid we always fall for pretty little girls how would you have felt if you were in Ryan's shoes thankfully the cameras were there or his career would be over all points we've addressed I've replied answered that five times already and she's replied and still you can't see why she's in the wrong Um, I've replied you're really filling in a lot of blanks it's Twitter, mate. I've only so many characters. Where do I start? The poor women who've been battered and not believed because of lying shits like her? Don't start unless you know. And I've replied, well, actually, you started with me. You're you, you displaying a gross ignorance about me. I also don't think that it's... I think it's a bit simplistic to suggest that women weren't believed in the past because of lying examples <laughs> of that. I Just women weren't listened to. And also there was a whole thing about, you know, a domestic. It's between husband and wife. That's part of the problem as well. Anyway, they're reading something that you're not writing. How do you spell bearing as in has no bearing on this? B-E-A-R. That doesn't seem right. It is. Otherwise, bearing is, you know, nothing on. Cat says, the thing is, I've always supported you, but I honestly can't believe you feel sorry for her after what she put Ryan through. I've replied your previous support has no bearing on this issue. Doesn't, does it? No. Doesn't. And it's human beings. You know, you like me in the jungle. Um, Elaine says, oh, shut up, Ian Lee. You're as bloody dramatic as she is. People are just reacting to what they've seen. If you choose to behave like that on reality TV, the consequences will follow. Attention-seeking behaviour gets attention. Thank you, Elaine. Um, let's go pick up. Just it's, it's almost as if they're looking forward to um, yeah. seeing her destroy herself. Yeah. Um, good evening, Keith. Yes, now we're back. We've got the time to chat. What have you got for us tonight? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, it's me. I generally um, oh. ring up about Cineworld. You know my Cineworld card. And, yes. yes. Yeah, you remember me. I do remember you. you you're, we, we call you Spoiler Keith. Because <laughs> you like to spoil the movies for the boys and <laughs> no, girls. I've lost my card again. But um, oh. uh, What happens quite... when you lose your card for Cineworld? Do you have to go and buy a new one? No, you ring them up and they give you a reference number. Uh, you know, long, long number, and if you've got your driving licence, you're fine. So uh, that's fine. It's really good value, but there's nothing on the nothing on the cinema at the minute. While I ring it up, I'll just to rec- recommend um, the series on BBC One, Sunday Night Bodyguard. Oh. Don't live YouTube. Is that, is that, now, that's where there's a little bit of um, sex going on, no, isn't there? No, different thing. Oh. Oh, it's quite... Well, it's, it's written by um, Jed Mercurio, who did um, uh, Line of Duty, and um, there's a bit of everything. It's quite... Um, yeah, it's been, oh. it, basically, as I say, you call him the spoiler, well, well, I won't spoil it, but well, uh, basically will. it's a chap called Richard Madden who's been assigned to the Home Secretary as his personal bodyguard. It uh, sounds boring. Is Harrison Ford in it? Oh, but come on! I, I no, what do you mean? Come on! It sounds boring. Well, I well, hate sure. I hate British dramas. Well, so do I. But you give me a chance. 
Well, no, hang on, hang on, yeah, hang on, yeah, Keith. You're I'm taking me saying you're taking. To, like, uh, yeah. Sort of like Ringo, you don't give me a chance. To no, speak. hang on a minute, Keith. You, you're give taking. You the Keith, scenario, all the plot, so. Keith, shut up. You're giving. You're taking my criticism of the show personally. Did you write the show? Are you in it? No, you're just saying it's all rubbish, and I'm just trying to give you. No, an I'm overview saying the of show. It. Is this nuts? I'm saying the show sounds boring. Yeah, and but you're you don't ta- even give me a chance to give you the synopsis. You've given me the synopsis. It's a bloke who works for the. He's a bodyguard for the prime minister or something. It sounds boring. But why? Why Did are you, you taking line of duty? But uh, what? I saw a bit of it. It was boring. Nah. Well, that just shows your opinion. Yes, it does. It shows my opinion. Yeah. Well, it just shows how. Um, my opinion is different from is. yours. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, People ring up and take the trouble to sort of... Um... Are you getting pissed off because I don't like Line of Duty? Seriously? No, no, I just think you're... Um... I don't know, it's, it's quite... What is this? Negative. I just... Dis- I... Yeah, it's negative. The show you're describing... Um, you're not even giving me a chance to talk about... Because, it or... because, because you've got a really boring, droney voice, all right, Keith? Thanks for calling. Jesus! What was that? I think... Some people come on and think that um, because you can go on, I don't know, BBC Radio Lancashire uh, or, you know, other such um, radio stations where people don't really listen to you and are just waiting for you to use up some time and go, thanks very much for your call. They think anything else is somehow out of order. My um, primeval anger gland has been acted at the back of my head and my neck. I feel angry. Because I tell you what, I've, because he, is he, was he upset because I, he can't be upset because I didn't like Line of Duty or I said the sh- was. show. Or was he upset because I didn't let him have his five minute airtime? I think it's a bit of that. I think it's a little bit of um, I've come on to do my piece and you are not allowing me to. I, he, he did it. He described a show. And it you started... thought you were having a conversation. He thought he was doing a monologue. Keith, I mean, <laughs> Keith, call in any time you want, mate. But it, it, my job is to try and keep this show as, as exciting and as interesting as possible. Um, and I, 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 I'd be the first to admit I don't always do it. I fail quite miserably. But uh, but you describing a television programme that sounds like a boring television programme would be boring listening. It was double boring. So... Yeah, you, d- you described a line of it. It's made by the people that make Line of Duty, a programme I didn't like. It sounds boring. I said it was boring, and you got... Hesse. Hesse. I, I would really like... I would really like if it was a conversation. And here's another thing. If we wanted a TV critic, I would book one. I thought we were having a chat. Funny, isn't it? Funny, isn't it? Um, I don't... But Keith got like that before about something. I seem to remember. Didn't was he the one? Who was it that someone went away on holiday to a boring place and talked us through the holiday in real time? Do you remember that? Yeah, that, that wasn't. I, I, I couldn't say it wasn't. Okay. But I'm not sure. All right, Keith. Listen, I, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Um, I don't think there's any need for the ructions. No, no need for ructions. No need for ructions, Keith. You call in again if you want. But if if if. If I hear a description of a television show that I think sounds boring, I'm going to say I'm not going to go. Oh, that's brilliant! Keith, Can I thanks. also tell you this? It's a particularly male phenomenon. Yeah. Recommendations. Yeah. You should listen to this because I enjoyed it. 
Yeah. You should watch this because I enjoyed it. Yeah. And then if you don't want to watch it or you don't want to borrow the DVD yeah. or you didn't like it, yeah. it becomes hugely personal. Uh, that's quite a blokey is thing. Is it? Because yeah. we recommend stuff to each other and sometimes we give each other DVDs and books and sometimes we read them and sometimes we don't, right? And, and I'm cool. I'm cool with that. You're cool with yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't fall out with you if you read it and didn't like it or Andy, didn't watch it. Andy Goldstein got angry with me because I didn't watch The Last Man on Earth. Mm. kept saying, you've got to watch The Last Man on Earth on Netflix or Amazon, it might be on. It's a sitcom. I said, well, I'm not really into doing doing American series at the moment. Well, you've got to watch it. It just doesn't really sound like my thing, to be honest, Andy. You've got to watch it. Don't be miserable. You don't, it doesn't sound like my thing. Keith, I appreciate the call. Give us a call back any time you want. Let's go to James. Good evening, James. Hiya. Hello, James. Hi, can you hear me? Um, yes. I'm stuck in the middle of Birmingham, sorry. No, don't be sorry. It's a great place to be stuck. Oh, yeah, lovely. Um, why are we giving so much airspace to this woman? What are you doing now? Me? I'm trying to find my hotel. No, no, no. What are you doing this very second? Trying to find my hotel? No, 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 no. What are you doing this very second? I want to know why we're giving so much airtime to somebody that... Yeah, there's, there's a lot of small problems out there. Let's deal with the real problems in society. W- what are you doing now? I'm talking to you. You uh, see what about, I mean? Is... About? About this woman that keeps going on but about... You, uh, you're, you're, you're talking to me about this woman who you think gets too much airtime. We weren't talking about her just then. We were talking about like, Call of Duty, Line of Duty. Two hours of it while I've been driving up here. Well, we, the, the third hour was going to be free from her, but you've brought her up again. Well, I'm sorry, but it's not just her. It's all these celebrities. There was a rugby player the other day that was caught drink driving and everybody was, oh, so sorry, he's going to lose his career. Good. Ah, so you're not angry that we're talking about Roxanne Pallet from she Big Brother. You're angry. I'm, I'm... You're not, hang on a minute, let me get a point, Chris. You're not I'm angry. Sorry. You're not angry that we're talking about her. You're angry that you're hearing... Um, a, a side of the story that you disagree with? No, I'm angry because we're giving somebody airtime when we should be dealing with the proper problems in. Well, the but world. you're you're giving. We weren't talking about her, and you're talk, you phoned up to talk no, about her. You're giving her airtime. <laughs> you're so patronising. No, I'm not. I'm just pointing out the stupidity of of the point that you you think you're being clever making, but you're not. You're phoning I'm not up. Being I'm not being clever at all. No, you're not being clever at all. You're correct. You've got that's the first thing you've got right in this phone conversation. You're not being clever at all. You're phoning up to talk about something that you think we're talking too much about. Do you not see how dumb that is? How can it be dumb when I'm asking why we're giving so much airtime when there's other problems? We weren't. You phoned up to talk about her. We'd moved on. You're prolonging the conversation. I suggest if you don't want us to talk about Roxy from Big Brother, you put the phone down. You just don't. You know, you're a junior James Whale, aren't you? I would just suggest I, t- I take you're that a as a junior James I Whale. I take that as a great compliment. Thank you. Anybody else's opinion? No, you're not putting forward an opinion. You're, you're being dumb. You, if you don't want, I take the junior James Whale as a great compliment. Thank you. If you don't want, here's my suggestion. If you don't want us to carry on talking about Roxy from Big Brother now, put the phone down. What I'm asking is why we're giving... I'm not saying I want to talk about why are we giving... Why you're, do we give you're this... To, you're talking about her now. You're talking about oh. her now. There we go. He's put the phone down. There you go. He's got what he wanted. What's going on, blokes? He's got what he wanted. He, di- he didn't want us to talk about Roxy, 
and he but he had to phone us up and tell us that he didn't want us to talk... We had to talk about the thing that he didn't want us to talk about. he was about. annoyed that people had been talking about a thing that we hadn't been talking about until he started talking about but fair play, he got two things there. First of all, he called me a junior James Well. I love that. Thank you. Secondly, he said, I'm not being clever. You're not, mate. Correct. You're being very, very dumb. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Kath, I don't know if I want to talk... There, we've got blokes on the switchboard. I don't know if I can handle it. What's going on with the guys tonight? Everyone's you, so angry. You say hello to this next caller, because I don't want to get Is involved. It, are you a man? Hello? Hello? Who's that? Hello? Who's that? Nigel. Hey, Nigel. It's nice, isn't it, Nigel? You're not angry, are you, Nigel? No, I just popped into the kitchen to get some chocolate. Yeah, oh, good for you. Sorry right. about that. You can't I'll be angry with chocolate. Seconds. Pardon? You can't be angry with chocolate involved, can you? No. No, good. It was Aero, green Aero. Oh, the best. <laughs> the best. I mean, some people think it's a bit too retro, and I'm not sure yeah. that colour light green is something we should be eating, but... But you can get a big bar for a pound now. Boom, who cares then? Get it down, no. yeah. Um... Have you taken over for a little while? Well, only because Ian's been shouted at quite a bit uh, recently yeah. by angry, angry men. Yeah, I know, I know, all that bickering. I know, isn't it stuff. awful, though, eh? Um, I, um, I was wondering in a minute if you could play uh, um, a tribute song that's on Facebook for my mum. It was called Dream a Dream. It's, a, it's on, on YouTube, right, hang on a but second. it's on my Facebook. All right, hang on a second. Ian? In, in, uh, after I've had a yes, chat Catherine. You. Just, just a minute, um, Nigel. Mm. Hang on. Save it's... me a bit of that arrow, by the way. Um... Yeah. Yes, no, yes, Catherine. Nigel wants us to play a song as oh, a tribute God. to his mum. Oh, yeah, for my mum. It's, it's one she liked. It's, it's a, really a Dream of Dream with Charlotte is Church. It, is it him singing? Hang on a second. Nigel, Ian mm. says, is it you singing? Of course, yeah, singing in the bedroom, yeah. Of course it is, yeah, he's singing in the bedroom. Oh, mm. can you ask, because someone told us yesterday yeah. that Nigel had done a porno. Oh, can you ask oh of course not, no. That's true. Nigel? Yeah. Someone told us yesterday that you were talking about you'd done a porno. No, wait, I've never said that. You never said that? No, I never said that. Who made that oh. up? Who made that yeah. up, Ian? No. Someone told us yesterday that... Last Someone in Scotland? In, in Glasgow, in, at Christmas time, he, that Nigel had done a porno. Oh, no, he was talking No, I wouldn't about put it on YouTube anyway, would I? No. Oh, you thought about it then? No, but no, I've never thought about doing one, no, not really. Good. Uh... Um, no, but lots of yeah, people do... It... <laughs> is it? Is it? Is, I'm reading on your Facebook page that not only did your mother pass away recently. Yeah, there's a girlfriend, a lady friend, a girlfriend. Yeah, that your passed girlfriend away. died. What? Pardon? Your girlfriend died. Yes, yeah, so a girlfriend. Uh, yeah, my my last girlfriend. Yeah, and I tried to find her, and she'd been going from Tunbridge, Tunbridge Well. She was she was homeless, and she was going from one place to another. But she lived in Maystone. When I when I saw her, she lived in Maystone. And then she moved out of Maystone for some reason, I don't know what, and then, then I couldn't find her. And then someone said to me, when I was in Maystone, someone said she died uh, oh. last week or something. Well, I'm yeah. sorry to hear that, man. You're having a real... She, she, was, she was quite a smartly dressed girl, and she, she never swore or anything to me. She, but anyway, I took her out for tea in Maystone, and we were quite friendly together. Well, good for I was you. going to ask her over, now I'm on my own, but now I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, mate. I know, I've got nobody left. All, everyone's dying around me, honestly. Everyone's dying around me. 
Well, uh, but well, hopefully not. I uh, hope hopefully Marley Sowers will be all right. <laughs> but I know, but it seems strange, doesn't it, that she's died the same time as my mum? Mm, well, it's it, it's a coincidence. Yeah. It, I, it's a I wouldn't take it as as any kind of curse or mm. anything. I yeah. And I went to the hospital today. I've been quite busy. I I went out at one o'clock to the hospital to try and see mum before she's buried. Yeah. And um, they said, I've got to go back on Wednesday. But the funeral directors were going to have the funeral on Friday, but they haven't finished with the headstone yet. So it's going to be next, not this week, but next week. Well, I thought quite often, doesn't the headstone go on significantly after the funeral? They have to, if, if it's oh. a burial, don't they have to yeah. wait for the ground to settle? It's got to be done before the burial. Oh, OK. I thought yeah, they had to wait. It, I suppose. Well, I thought you had to wait for the ground to, to settle, mm. but maybe I've got that wrong. So well, when is... they told the lady in the hospital that I can't have the funeral till the headstone. Don't finish. Okay, so when it so do you have a date for the funeral? Yeah, yeah, sometime next week. Not this week, sometime next week. It was meant to be this Friday. Okay. Okay. Uh, but because the headstone's not finished, they're going to do it the following week. Okay. But I haven't got a time yet. Or any, uh, someone's going to probably come and see. The vicar's coming to see me. I think before then. So I've got all that to worry about, and I'm dreading it because I don't want to watch. Look at the coffin going into the ground. It's ah. It's a um, hard thing to see. You don't have to look well, at it if I you don't, don't want to. Look, do I? No. Of course, no. you don't have to look. You can no. you can look up. You can close yeah. your eyes. You can look yeah. down. You can look the other way. You do whatever works for you. Mm. I I just some, I've been thinking to myself. I don't really want to go to the funeral, but I think Mum wouldn't have liked it if I didn't go. You know. Well, if listen, if you do whatever works for you, if you don't want to go to my the bro- funeral. My, my brother's not coming anyway. No. I would have had some support if he'd have come. Yeah. Have you got anyone that can go with you? Well, the neighbours, the neighbours want to go. They're coming, of course. About three different neighbours. Okay. And um, but I'm going to cycle. I'm going to cycle on my own anyway. Okay. If that so, works for you, then uh, that works yeah, for you. And get some fresh air first, you know. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I know, mate. <laughs> it's terrible. I miss her so. We were bonded, you know, bonded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were bonded together. I know um, it sounds silly, but um, does it sound silly? No, no, it doesn't sound silly. Of course not. We not were bonded because we we shared everything together in uh, um, in conversation. And I'm sorry, man. And I, and I feel I've got no one to talk to now that I can be confident. Well, you know that you with. can you can talk to us anytime you I, want. I, I know, know that's slightly I different. Know. But, That's why I rung you up, because I was lonely. Yeah, well, you can give us a call any time you want, Nigel. Yeah. And you got James Whale as well. <laughs> oh, buddy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Someone has sent me, my mate Dan, Mugger Harris, who's yeah. a genius. He's a genius artist, right? Yes. And he sent me a song. He sent me a Miley Cyrus song. Mm. And he said... This is a really good Miley Cyrus song. Yeah. Now, I've not listened to it yet, and if for Dan to say it's a really good song... Right. I, I, he's never let me down with a recommendation yet. Shall we listen to it? You yeah, take a car. What was that? Sorry? Is that you? Oh, that was me. Sorry, I wonder what that was. Flipping heck. But I wanted you to play my song. I can't, I can't get Facebook to load up on my computer at the moment. Oh. So should we have a listen to this Miley Cyrus yeah, song, yeah, Nigel? Of course, yeah. All right, yeah. you stay there, man, and we'll come back. So Dan sent me this. Don't know anything about this. So let's see what we got. Look what they've done to my song. 
song uh, i've heard the song before yeah yeah um, melanie oh another girl that sang it yeah melanie sang it originally but not the same words um i think i think the same words yeah oh they're the same words oh i thought they were different words that she, miley made up yeah. oh so that is the same song then that she's doing she's doing a cover version yeah 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 Good, that. Yeah. I enjoyed that. She's, she's a country singer, Miley. She sounds very country. Well, her dad's um, Billy Ray Cyrus, isn't he, she's the country a, singer? She started off as a pop singer, didn't she, when she was young? Yeah. As a pop singer, and then she's gone into country all the time now. Country. Yeah. Oh. I, re- I reckon I could sing that if I learned... I, but I can do the tune OK. OK. If well, I learned you, the words. Maybe you should learn it for us and do I it ne- later play, in the week. I should learn it and do another do it another day. Yes, man. Um, do it. Yeah. All right. Can you buy that in the shops now, is I've it? got no idea. I've got no oh. idea, mate. You'd have to have a look online. Hey, listen, we've got to move on. Thanks yeah. for your call, buddy. Take care. Yeah, bye-bye. 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 Um, 
Remember last week we were talking about Princess Kay of the Milky Way? Yes. The um, girl that, what was it she'd won? She'd won the um, Midwest uh, dairies um, kind of... And they carved her head in butter. They did carve her head in butter, and and I approached both her and the butter carver. Well, and you emailed emailed her PR company? Yes. Yeah, Okay. well, her PR company have just emailed the email address on the website that pops up on my screen. Oh. In response to the email you sent. Her PR company... Didn't respond directly to your email. This is how good they are. Instead, they went on our website and clicked the contact button, and it just popped up now by coincidence because it could have gone to anyone. Hello, says Megan. Thanks for reaching out to Princess K of the Milky Way on Twitter. We handle all of her business, all of her media requests. With Princess K's busy schedule, we can't accommodate an interview at this time, but thanks for your interest. Thanks, Megan Anderson of Belmont Partners. Oh well, she's the flipping, uh, flipping queen of the dairies in what tiny little part of America? How busy is she? It's a lot of milk, man. And they're turning down the most listened to late night radio show in the UK. Oh well, never mind. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Another tweet. Um, um, uh, you're throwing out comments. I feel sorry for Roxy. You're throwing out comments without any real explanation. Maybe if you explain why you feel that way, then people will understand. Well, first of all, I've been explaining all night on the radio. Secondly, I don't. I, I don't have to if I don't want to. I don't. I don't. I don't have to. A very simple statement. This is what a lot of people don't seem to get. I've said one thing. I've said one very specific thing. I feel sorry for a person. And the amount of guesswork, filling in the blanks, making up stuff, judgment that is going on all around that statement is incredible. And most of you are wrong. Most of you are wrong about all the bits that I didn't say. All I said was I feel sorry for this woman. That's it. Uh, and everybody is is a lot of people because some people are getting it. A lot of people are uh, just going absolutely nuts. Another another woman saying, "I supported you in the jungle. You were bullied. Remember, wake up." Ended it with, "Wake up. You were bullied. Remember, wake up." She said in a non-bullying, non-shouty voice. Yeah, it's um. So that, so far, the theories are you fancy her. Yeah. You're being manipulated. Yeah. You're making it up. Yeah. You're trying to get a rise. Yeah. You don't feel sorry for Ryan yeah. and you I think condone, what she did was okay. I condone her behaviour, yeah. All of those uh from that one sentence. I feel sorry for Roxanne Pallet from Celebrity Big Brother. That statement I did, really didn't think we'd get two and a half hours of radio out of it. I thought we'd we'd get thirty minute little chitty chat. Didn't think I'd get, I don't know, 300 tweets out of it. I have. Just, I'm not doing it. To, but here's the thing, guys. I don't go on Twitter. But being controversial doesn't excite me. Doesn't, doesn't, it's not what I live for. It's not my raison d'etre. Right? It, 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 if anything, and Kath will back this up, but then she will because she's, she's part of the, the stooge plan. If anything, I hate being involved in controversy. I hate it. I hate being dragged into the papers because I've said something 
controversial. I hate being the focus of attention because I have a viewpoint that is different from the norm. I don't like it. I don't like the attention. But I also feel I should say what I... Well, no, no, I, I say what I feel and what I think. So I'm not saying this statement so... Um, uh, I get, you know, I get asked to go on Good Morning Britain. Explain your sta- explain your defence. Of uh, not defending her, I'm, j- I'm just saying. I feel sorry for her. Also, no one has no one has to defend themselves ever or explain themselves. That's the point of yeah. Twitter, isn't it? Yeah, I, I feel sorry for her. Um, but and, you're going against the tide, and uh, so that's and, frightening. And I will continue to feel sorry for her because that is my want. Because I have a soul. Because I'm a human being. Um, and because um, I have the capacity to see to step back a little bit and see a slightly bigger picture, you know, I don't all, not always. I don't always get it right. Of course, I'm I, I'm human. Sometimes I get my uh, uh, opinions that, 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 that just based on feeling or a handful of facts, and I think people that disagree with them are wrong. But this time, I'm just saying I feel sorry for Roxanne. Uh, Now I've got this person, Zack Zack. And I've replied, this is the one who said, you've got throwing out comments, you need to explain it. And I said, I don't really need to explain anything. Lots of people getting angry in response to my very simple statement. And I've explained on the radio all night. You are right, love, you don't have to explain. But then get on with the shit you get. Like I just said to Colin, watch the show from the beginning. Again, you're making another, you're making another assumption of how much, um... Uh, or how little I've seen of, of a television show, then they've just replied, P.S., this is not the radio. Uh, I'm not playing it playing it by your rules. I'm not playing by your rules. Zack, 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 77. If that indeed is your real name. <laughs> I'm not playing by your rules. No one on there... Mm. Right, everyone there that's saying she's, you know, you're saying this, you're saying that. No one's contemplated the alternative. Okay, so... If we all agree she's she's evil and doesn't deserve any sympathy, where does that leave us? Well, yeah. As humans, where does that leave us? Um, let's uh, lighten the mood a bit. Johnny Rotten used vile swear words as he blasted out a song to his family audience. I remember seeing Johnny Rotten on Kids TV in about 1982, Public Image Limited, maybe a bit later, Saturday morning Kids TV show. And um, it was like, you know, like going live or something. It wasn't. It was on ITV. Anyway, and he's doing the song, and in the middle of it, he just stuck his fingers up. Yeah, like, which is why they book him. 9.30 in the morning, kids' TV. And my mum was disgusted. Look at him. Look at him doing that. I said, it's funny. It's what he does. It's Johnny Rotten. It's what he does. We've had him on the show, and he was nothing but charming. Yeah. Um, parents covered their children, children's ears. Why would you take your kids to see Johnny Rotten? As the punk legend, ageing punk... Right, parents covered their children's ears as the ageing punk screamed out F, S, monarchs. And I think this one's T, apostrophe, apostrophe, S. That's tits. Right? Or. No, no, no. T, apostrophe, apostrophe, S. Oh. It's tits. But look, look what it's next to a picture of. I know. This is, <laughs> it's we, page three we, we, of the star. <laughs> There's some big tits there. There's some big old titties there. And yet they can't put the word tits, but they can put actual tits there. Also, Johnny Rotten did that on that occasion. They do that every day. (laughs) 
um, in front of a 15,000 crowd. And no one looked more shell-shocked than a signer. They do this at concerts now. They did this at Paul Simon. They did. They have a signer doing sign language, and it comes up on the the screens in in the corner so that um, people with hearing, uh, people who are hearing impaired can enjoy the vibe. No one looked more shell-shocked than a signer at the side of the stage interpreting the lyrics to deaf audience members. The signer said later, my whole family's here. I just hope they didn't understand what I was doing. <laughs> Johnny, real name John Lydon, was performing the, sh- the song Shoom with his band Public Image Limited at Bingley Music Live in West Yorkshire. Shoom has... Th- oh, it's in the song. Shoom has 38 uses of the word bollocks, 11 of F, 7 of effing, 2 of S and 1 of tits. He doesn't say tits. It's T apostrophe apostrophe T... Uh, uh, T apostrophe apostrophe S. The signer said, I can't believe he did that song. And Might one been toss. Then you put, then you put um, the second, the, the third and fourth toss. Oh, maybe. And one mum, well, let's get the lyrics of Shoom. Hang on a minute. That's uh, Shoom Pill lyrics. Let's find out. Let's find out once and for all. Is it tits or toss? <laughs> you decide. <laughs> As we play... All right, these lyrics are quite something else. Verse one. F you, F off, F sex, is monarchs. All sex is monarchs. <gasps> S sex is monarchs. Success is monarchs. La la, me baby monarchs. <laughs> Success suck lemons, suck excess. It's all monarchs. Big tits. <laughs> you monarchs. Not got dogs monarchs. You got monarchs. You talk monarchs. It's all monarchs. You effing monarch. Now turn to your monarch. Two S's for monarchs. Humans are monarchs. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Okay. That is great. That's a great song. It's <laughs> One mum who was with her daughters, aged five and seven, said... <laughs> Why would you hire him for that? One mum who was with her daughters, aged five and seven, said, <laughs> I loved it, but I told the kids he was saying funk. <laughs> See, that is creative parenting. She deserves the medal. In the finale to the in the finale to the show, Sex Pistols legend Johnny screamed "F off" and told the crowd, "My name's John. Go in peace. And if you can't go in peace, peace off." <laughs> That's quite clever. A source said it was a top ending to a great set, which will live long in the memory. We're not expecting many complaints. You know what you expect. You know what to expect if you go and see Johnny. True. Exactly. The star says, page six. Next to a picture of a woman with a um, cosy hoik right up her jacksie. Johnny Rotten forced a sign language helper to interpret... 59- forced them? 59 <laughs> swear words for deaf revellers at a family festival. Sounds like the show really got out of hand. But no one was bothered. <laughs> this is the late night alternative on talk radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 03444991000 is the telephone number. Paul Ross is on at one o'clock. We had a bit of Paul on the way back last night. We listened to a bit of Bob Mills, but in all honesty, the um, uh, driving back from Glasgow, the reception in Scotland is patchy, but which is surprising we got so many people turning out in Glasgow who were fans of the show. Normally when we do a show, it's about somewhere between 50 and 60% of the audience listen to the show. 
Um, a few people wonder what I've been up to since the 11 o'clock show. A few jungle people. Um, and a few people who might have listened to me in LBC or something. Mm-hmm. But this, the Glasgow show, everyone, pretty, I think everyone was either a fan of the show or the girlfriend of a fan of the show. Yeah, who um, really loved them very much and would put very, up with anything. very, much. And, um, but yeah, driving back. Um, oh, do you know what, Zach, Zach, I'm just going to block you because you get on my nerves. Um, driving back, the reception sort of between Gla- Glasgow was okay. Then about 10 miles out of Glasgow, it dropped off. And it was it came and went, came and went, came and went for about two hours. Yeah. Um, and he, it was a shame because he had Felicity Ward on at the end. Who I want, he had Anita Harris on at the start, who I wanted to listen to. And he had Philip from South Norwood in the middle. And he had uh, Felicity Ward at the end, who I like, I wanted to hear. But we couldn't really, couldn't really hear. Um, but it, it, here's the mysterious thing. The radio kicked in just in time for Howard Hughes' <gasps> bullshine show. Yeah. It's a good one as well last night, wasn't it? Yeah, there Enjoyed was that. one it was one uh with a guy who'd made a documentary about um a quote unquote exorcist who's actually a con man in Argentina. Yeah. Who, you know, was making quite a name for himself and enjoyed the celebrity of being this sort of uh, exorcist and going in and quote unquote helping people who generally were struggling with mental illness in an area where it wasn't understood. Yeah. Good, good old show. Enjoyed Howard's show last night. And um, oh, the lady that um, looked looked after victims of alien abduction and helped them with, through yeah, their PTSD. Yeah, it's good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. So. so what Nick is asking? What was that Miley Cyrus song you played? Well, it's a, it's an old Melanie song, and it's called "Look What They Done to My Song, Ma." And this was my friend Dan sent it to me. And it was on it was it's on YouTube, um, and it was labelled the Backyard Sessions. Gosh. The old backyard sessions. Backyard sessions. My, Miley Cyrus is um, on an even keel now, isn't she? Good for her. She's not like doing the sticking her tongue out, V signs, um, showing a jacksy at the moment, is she? No, good for her. Good for her. I mean, yeah. but everyone needs that time in their lives, I guess. Everybody needs a bosom for a pillow. Um, a Harry Potter super fan. Oh, jeez. Has planned her own themed funeral based on the fantasy series, which is cool. Dig it's it. good to think about these Dig things. It. With mourners dressing up as witches and wizards. I wouldn't know if I'm going. Veronica Leaning... Listen, Veronica, Veronica Leaning, 78, who's suffering from terminal lung and bone cancer, also has a Harry Potter coffin. There it is. Can you describe that, Catherine? Yes, it's um, a... A traditional coffin shape, but it's been divided up into four equal sections with a Hogwarts crest in the middle. And each of the four sections have been coloured in different colours and they have the crest of the four Hogwarts houses. So you've got your Slytherin, your Gryffindor, uh, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw. It was designed by her stepson, Terry. Veronica from Grimsby has official signed copies of all seven Harry Potter books and every DVD and cast autograph. She said, it takes my mind off things and gives me something to focus on. Oh, good. Well, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Funerals are weird. And talking to Nigel about his mum's funeral and stuff. They're weird. They're so expensive. We've, we've, talked, we've done this on the other show before. They're so expensive. It, it, extortionately so. Um, and they don't have to be. There are cheaper ways of doing it. But you've really got to kind of... Well, first of all, you've you've got to kind of persuade the um, undertaker to say, yeah, all right, where's the cheap stuff, right? 
if you go through an undertaker, you don't actually have to use an undertaker as well. But also, there's kind of a guilt thing, right? There's kind of a guilt mm. thing into it. In the, it's like it's your mum that's dead, right? Yeah, your so you don't funeral. want to scrimp on her. Don't want to scrimp on her. You, you go, we'll take the six grand coffin. That is a waste of money, isn't it? My mum would haunt me if I did that. <laughs> um, my mum wouldn't want it particularly. And, but, you, but, but even if they say, the last words are, Kath, don't get me an expensive coffin. Oh. You're still going to, when you're in there, you're going to go, oh. I mean, you only do this once and it is mum. We'll get the six grand. But you're doing it, you're not really doing it for mum at that point, are you? No. You say you are, but actually it's to make you feel like there's one more thing you can do for yeah. them. It's, it's to give it's you a bit con. of power in a powerless situation. It's con. Of course it is. One of the most beautiful funerals I ever went to, I thought was going to be awful. It was one of those woodland burials. Oh. And it was quite a young man. Um, he had young children and his wife had said we're not religious so it won't be a religious thing we're going to meet in the woods yep. do the th- thing and then he'll be taken off he's going on his own you make it sound like dogging or something hang on and then we're all going to stay and have a picnic and uh, if you want to do something for the family would you play rounders with the kids oh yes man it was brilliant yeah. and you know after the sad bit which actually was quite joyous at the same yeah. time. He had one of those wicker coffins and everyone was invited to go up and take a wildflower and and weave it into the coffin, which again, I thought, ooh, mm. but actually it was beautiful. Yeah. And then he was taken off because as far as he was concerned, he, you know, he didn't believe. So he, in any kind of afterlife, he said, you might as well just stick me in the bin. But his wife said... No, I, have to do that. No, you know, it turns out. They frown on that. His wife said the better thing to, would be to play... Will you play with the children? That's what we wanted to, you wanted to do. We all sat and had a picnic and, you know, the sun sort of went down. Everyone was sitting there. People were laughing and joking. People nice? brought picnics. It was beautiful. And that's a nice fitting kind of memory for the children and for the family. Carly says, I totally agree about the death threats. They're disgusting. However, what she did had made Ryan feel like he'd done something awful when he hadn't. His mental health could be extremely affected by all this. So why feel sorry for someone after everything she's put him through? Because I can, and um, because I can, and because I can't switch it off. It's not a, hmm, I'm really going to make myself feel sorry. And also because, you said it in the first thing, the death threats. Feel sorry for any actor that gets death threats, even if they lie about an assault. Even if they lie about an assault, I still feel sorry for them, you know. Um, and I say actor, I mean anyone. Ah, dear. Oh, Paul McCartney. So the the not coming on this show, and that's fine. It's fine. We can live with that. But Paul McCartney, the Paul McCartney machine is ramping up as his new album is coming out. What's it called? Egypt Station. Mm. It's coming out Friday. Cannot wait. Apparently it's brilliant. Best since Band on the Run. It says him. No, no, no. It's all the reviews. Oh, right. It's getting four and five star reviews. Isn't it expensive, though? Sorry? There are some people saying that the vinyl is so expensive they're not buying it. Well, that's the vinyl. Yeah. New vinyl is ridiculously expensive. I bet the new vinyl is probably around about 50 quid or something. Let's have a little look. Look. Um, oh. Uh, Egypt Station. Um, uh, right. Okay. CD. Normal CD. 10.99. Beautiful. No, vinyl's 31 quid. For a new album, that's actually, that's all right. No, but, vi- but but vinyl isn't what it was. Also, what's the point in buying new vinyl? No, I, I like old vinyl, but I'm not going to buy the new stuff. Um, have I got that on pre-order? Because I want that. I want that record. Um, 
He's getting good reviews. Anyway, so he's doing. He's out doing the media thing. He's not coming on this show, and that's fine. That's it's his great. decision. It's great. That's not okay. You do it. Well, you know, um, uh, you know, the Beatles. It was my idea. You know, and uh, you know, John Lennon. It was my idea. You know. <laughs> Um, so Paul McCartney has claimed he saw God while tripping on drugs. Me too. I didn't see God when I was tripping on drugs, but we saw written on a hill in the distance um, the holiest of words that can never be pronounced. And if you were to pronounce it, you'd instantly become one with Jesus and God. But we saw it written there, but you can't. You just can't pronounce it. So I get what he's saying. How did you recognise it? We just saw it burnt into the side of a hill in the distance. It was like the ultimate word that is 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 that unlocks all knowledge, um, and we saw it written there. It wasn't written in English language; it was written in ancient um, symbols. Mm. Um, but it was impossible to read because it, if you read it, then instantly you were connected with the Godhead and with the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Did it start with a B and end in Olux? No. Well, that, but no, what I'm saying is. That's what you do when you're tripping. It's a spiritual experience, you know, and you do... Yeah, of course, we didn't see it written on the side. Our brains are imagining it. and uh, But it does make you feel that you are connected with the greater good of the universe and the cosmos and that you feel like a tiny pinprick in the darkness of the entire solar system and that you are connected to every living being that has existed, that is existing now or will exist in the future. You feel that energy passing through your body. And you know whose idea that was? Paul McCartney's. So Paul McCartney has claimed he saw God while tripping on drugs and later thought he saw his late wife, Linda, reincarnated as a squirrel. Oh, <laughs> my God. The 76-year-old former Beatle said he had the Messiah experience while on a hallucinogenic drug, which was so potent it left him nailed to the sofa. He explained, You know, I saw God, this amazingly huge, towering thing, and I was humbled. Paul said the vision was a massive wall that I couldn't... It was a massive wall, you know, I couldn't see the top of, and I was at the bottom. The rocker had taken the drug DMT with art gallery owner Robert Fraser, who died in 1986, and two others. Fraser reported having a similar experience. DMT, which is usually smoked or injected, became popular in the 60s because it worked faster than LSD. It causes intense and abstract trips. Ah! It's the face of God! <laughs> a lot like Paul Ross. Didn't it? But that's how I would imagine God looking, like yeah. Paul Ross. Like one of the Ross boys. I don't know which one, but one of them. Maybe Miles, the nice one. The nice one, yeah. So Paul added, anybody else would just say it's the drug, the hallucination. But both Robert and I were like, did you see that? We felt we'd seen a higher thing. Of course he did. He's on acid. Of course you're going to see those things on acid. Good for him. He's, you know, well done, Paul. And as I say, I saw, you know, I saw some pretty amazing things. But don't do drugs, kids. I like the colour of that blue on your shirt. It's a bit of an old one. It's got like the little inside. Yeah, I can nice, see it's but... faded a little bit, but it yeah. looks it looks lived in. I like it's a great colour. And I felt for you guys last night on that long drive back. <sighs> God to bless to you. you. <laughs> no, really. You're actually, no, don't. You're not the kind of listener I want. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wrong we demographic. Did, we did listen to a bit. We uh, listened to a bit of Bob, bit of uh, most of Howard. Bit I of loved you. Anita Harris with Bob. You hear, hear any of that? We heard bits of it. It was oh, going in and out. out. So we wonderful. heard bits of it. Yeah. She's lovely yeah. though. Yeah. And she was obviously totally charmed by him. Is that? thing of when uh, a heritage act when they you can hear them being so charmed when someone actually the person interviewing knows about that no side no kind of no, no yeah. facetiousness just yeah. genuinely saying you made it big yeah. and also he's got that bob's got that great kind of gruff ray winston teddy bear thing going yeah. on which some of the ladies love i'm reliably yeah, well I'm, I'm, i need to work eh? 
Interesting oh, yeah. smile playing across your features. You also, now. you'll buy your bar of chocolate at a certain time of the night as well, which is always a winner. I've got cherry bakers out there with your name on if you want one. Oh, I say. So there you go. <laughs> You're a dirty, dirty man. What have you got on the show tonight? On the hey. show tonight, well, we're talking to... I wouldn't normally do this because it's a bit pluggy, but there's a chain of breweries. I know you're not a drinking man anymore called Brewdog, very big with the students. Yep. They've got table tennis tables. They're launching their own in Brewdog TV channel. Oh. We're talking to the man behind it. One of the games... Oh, you're angling for a bit of work. That's what he's doing. I wouldn't mind. I'd, yeah. be, ava- I'd be available for... I'd love to host one of their game shows... Are you smarter than a drunk person? Oh. <laughs> so I think it's going to be a great... Don't you think... That's, that's this show every night. Did, did you well, not... You <laughs> said, I didn't want to comment. We, we had a feature like that that they kept trying to do on the 11 o'clock show and they couldn't because the people kept... They kept piloting it, but they just kept puking and one, someone passed out and they said, we can't put this on air. Did you, you must have had something like that on the word, didn't well, we you? We tried to do a thing called WC Cam where we put cameras behind the mirrors in loo, ladies and gents' loos. <laughs> and that was great. But it was, what was mainly great was the amount of drunken preening that the men of their early 20s were doing. Yeah. Right. Stroking their faces yeah. and looking at each other. And one girl was even kind of repeatedly blowing kisses. But in the end, unlikely to have a conscience, I thought, this is too cruel. Yeah. Wow. I thought he was completely yeah. on his own. Everybody signed, you know, they turn up drunk and excited. Everybody, I did one of those horrible things, complete con man. Everybody signed a mass waiver. Right, okay. Before you get, and they started, so I had everybody's name, so they couldn't have sued us. But yeah. I just thought in the end it was too wow, cruel. Wow, look so, at you know. TV, TV I know, man I know. gets conscious. It was so funny, though. The ladies' ones were just quite boring because they just seemed to perch on the edge of the thing and talk about right. what they were going to be doing later on or something. Yeah. Whereas the blokes were just either absolutely bonkers yeah. or just preening. So this, this, this is, these are like pubs, are they? Then they're going to be yeah, showing so it's it in a chain of, It's a, a chain of pubs. They've tried it before, actually. I did host the show for a, a pub chain a while back, which went bust. I didn't get paid in the end. Oh, no. But, um, yeah, we've look, all had gigs like that. But um, and, and they did a thing where we had little keypads. This is going to be much more interactive in front of tellers. Oh, this sounds and So it's in lieu of putting money in slot machines, because apparently brew dogs don't yep. go for slot machines, you just take part in, are you smart? Than a drunk person. They have these, and um, other shows. They have these quizzes on phones now, don't they? And it's like a live TV show on your phone, and you can play on your phone, and then you can win like a share of the prize and stuff. Oh, so right. maybe it's a bit like that. I think we should both slip our battered CVs into Brewdog. God, mate, definitely. <laughs> Put in a word for me, seriously. Anything else? Also on the show today, uh, we are going to outer space, as we often do. We're talking to a top boffin from America who believes <laughs> there's water in the gigantic red hole on Jupiter, yeah. which means there should be life. Ooh. So that's it. We may sort that out for Howard Hughes tonight. No more of his speculation. I love Roswell, it. All that nonsense. Well, we've got some boffins from America. Yeah, that'll do Just me. Just the one. And a load of old tosh. <laughs> uh, excellent stuff. Paul Ross is up next. We're done, Kath. We can go and sleep. Imagine, look at, look at you. You've gone all... I'm so tired. You've gone so more tired. translucent than, um, than normal. <sighs> Closing the computer. That will not be opened until tomorrow. Don't forget podcasts. If you missed Holly, wasn't it? Holly yeah. on Friday. Holly show. and Lucy. And Lucy. Uh, that podcast is out. Please make sure you tweet it. I saw you did, Paul, tweet it to Greater Anglia PR because um, those guys need to know that what they did ain't good enough. I think it's and as for Ryan here. Oh, God! O'Leary, you're dead to Paul's me! Paul's up next. Ta-ta! <laughs> <laughs>